Attention, ship. people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable. I can't take it anymore. There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Wait, stop. I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. Live on all the Internet's webs and tubes, it's Mike Check Radio with Adam Ebert. Live on Any Media Weekly Radio, streaming worldwide and podcasting who the hell knows where. This is Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert for Saturday, January 12th, 2019. That's right. I got the date right. So suck it! <laughs> Anywho, um, join me as always out of the city of uh, Port St. Lucie, Florida, the Rogue DM Dungeon Master, Michelle Lagan. That is me, and I'm currently underneath the thrall of Loki. He's demanding I rub his belly. Oh, dear. All right, and also uh, uh, joining uh, us out of the city of Point, Point, Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master, Miles Lagan. Howdy. Very good, very good. All right, uh, Kenny Pick will, of course, be uh, uh, <laughs> joining us at the top of next hour at the uh, start of this week's Nerd Talk. Uh, but uh, we got a lot. To, we got a lot to squeeze into one hour. I will tell you that much for free, um, <laughs> because I'm telling you, it's like a day. Uh, a day under this administration is like ten years. Um. So. Yeah. Yes. Yes, but it's the weekend. It's time for garage sales. Didn't you know that? <laughs> I, you know, I mean, he's just such an asshole, and you know that's the only reason why anyone likes him. It's that they look at him and say, "Wow, he's as big an asshole as I am. I like this guy." I mean, it's just sad and pathetic. Pretty much. I mean, well, I consider it indifference. He does not care. He doesn't. If it doesn't involve him, he doesn't care. If other people are suffering because of what he needs to do to make his base love him, he doesn't care. Pretty much. Um, it is day 22 of uh, the Trump shutdown, hashtag Trump shutdown, uh, that 22 days, and this is the first paycheck that our 
you know, that the federal employees have not gotten. And if you think that this isn't going to have an effect on the economy, you're you're a blithering idiot who shouldn't be allowed anywhere near the economy because, you know, it may seem minor. Oh, it's just a bunch of stupid people. Like, they don't have a right to make a living um, to begin with. But just this attitude, like, they don't matter. They don't... How much of an impact? Uh, let me tell you that at my little store, uh, because as I mentioned before, I am a DOD civilian employee. I work for, uh, AFES at the local PX. I won't say where. Um, but, uh, we'll just say it rhymes with my favorite four-letter word. <laughs> uh, but, uh, the past week... Our, normally we have power hour from 11.30 to 1 o'clock, which isn't exactly a power, an hour, but I guess it may, I guess it flows a lot better than power hour and a half. Uh, but I can tell you we've been easily doing half the business we normally do. Our sales are down. I mean, I, in theory, I'm immune to the government shutdown because we're not appropriated funds. We don't get money appropriate we are we we sell stuff and we use those profits to pay the bills but if this keeps going on they will have to cut hours they might even have to look at staff reductions so yeah that that's gonna be uh fun 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 until daddy takes the t-bird away well this is where that funny thing that's called trickle down act happens but you know, they don't like thinking of it as trickle-down. You know, when you stop paying people, you know, and the surrounding towns are going to have the same problem. You know, uh, military families aren't going to be able to go out to eat. They're going to be uh, reducing their grocery shopping. It's going to hurt everybody. Yep. Down to the, down to the smallest uh, supplier. And, and the sad thing is, is, of course, the libertarians, as I like to call them, uh, they love this idea because it, it, it feeds into this fantasy of theirs that people will magically realize they don't need the government. And so all of a sudden they're not going to want to reopen the government. And of course we'll have the massive clusterfuck that we know is going to be the end result of their ide ideology. Um, so... You know, I mean, they love this because, like I said, they think people are going to magically decide, oh, we don't need the government. Let's leave it shut down. Um, not going to work that way, guys. I, I, I don't know what, what it's going to take. Um, I think two weeks ago, I made the prediction that about dealing with DACA, and uh, I had not realized that DACA was no longer on the table. A judge had already approved it or said, you know, you can't not do it or something. So uh, Trump can't even, you know, use that. So now it's simply a matter of a TikTok. Already we've got, what, four senators that have, that have uh, said they're willing to reopen the government? I think the count's at four. It could be up to six now. Yeah, but that doesn't matter as long as Mitch McConnell is willing to, willing to cover for Schittler. That's the thing is that he's not allowing any bills on the Senate floor that Schittler won't sign to make to, to make to, so he can keep stamping his feet like a petulant child. We'll see. Um, that's what this is about. 
Uh, this is about, you know, he basically, he, this is a stunt that's meant to make Schittler look like the alpha. You know, they're, they love that idea, you know, the alpha, you know, they, this is about making the Democrats look like a bunch of beta cucks as the, as those it assholes on the, on the right would say, but it's not going to work. You know, uh, Schittler is in way over his head and constitutionally speaking, I, I, I've said it before, I, and I will say it again. I think that the Democrats need to have a clear declaration that any attempt by Schittler to circumvent Congress by declaring a national emergency and sh trying to shuffle money around will be an impeachable offense. Because uh, I have here my constitutional law book from, um, geez, I think it was 20, 2012. When I was back in my, the Halcyon days of my college career, um, and basically his theory is that his idea is that he can just declare a, a national emergency and get to do whatever he wants, you know. And we're all going to be goose stepping in the street, in the street, you know, doing the 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 salute, Heil Schittler. Not going to happen. Spoiler alert. Um, what? I'm not sure I follow. I mean. You said that as long as... All right, hold on. I, may I ask the question? Yes. Your, your point about McConnell not, you know, bringing the government back into power, uh, you know, being funded because he, he has the power to block it. And yet you're saying that the Senate will magically flip and impeach and convict Trump on, on some impeachment charge? No, over, but over what are we supposed to do? Emergency? Ignore it? Ignore the fact no, that he's no, basically no, 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 trying no, to turn no, himself into point. a fucking that's dictator? That's not my point. You got to stand for something or you're going to lose everything. So, yes, I'm all for impeaching the fucker, even if that means we're not going to get a conviction in the Senate. Okay. And I'm all for waiting for, uh, you know, more Republicans to come over to make a veto-proof majority. But it doesn't government. matter if it, one of those Just Republicans... Just like impeachment it, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter Do unless one of those Republicans now? is Mitch McConnell. It doesn't matter. Because Mitch McConnell has decided he would rather have his lips sewn onto Trump's orange ass than stand up for what is right. I think I made my point. You may proceed. So this is uh, Article 2, Section 9 of the, of the United States Constitution. I quote from the book. Oh, and by the way, the book is Constitutional Law and Politics, Struggles for Power and Governmental Accountability, uh, the 8th edition by David M. O'Brien. If you want to pick this up, you can pick it up dirt cheap. Uh, the 9th edition is also cheap. Um, you can probably pick them up for like less than 20 bucks. It's a good, it's a good resource to have. Um, you know, I took a constitutional law class because I, I decided when I was getting the idea for this radio show, I said, I want to be able to, sp you know, I may not be a lawyer, Okay, I'm not going to claim to be a lawyer, but I can at least do the research and speak with some degree of authority because I've got a book on constitutional law right in front of me. Um, and okay, so this is Article 1, Section 9, and I quote from the book. 
quote, no money shall be drawn from the Treasury, but in consequence of appropriations made by law and a regular statement and account of the receipts and expenditures of all public money shall be published from time to time. Okay, that second part's not that important. It basically says the American people have a right to the receipts. Uh, but the first part is the most interesting because that states clearly that the president can only spend money if it is lawfully appropriated. In other words, he can declare all the national emergencies that he wants. It doesn't mean a, it doesn't mean a thing uh, because he does not have the authority to shuffle money around that's already been appropriated. Once that money, you know, he can't say take money from Puerto Rico's disaster relief to build the wall. That would be, again, as I said, an impeachable offense. And he seems confident he'll win at the Supreme Court. Um, maybe he will, but if the Supreme Court is actually determined to be a co-equal branch of government and have its... Uh, have its authority taken seriously uh they won't um let me see here i want i'm i'm just flipping through the index to see if there's um anything that might clarify that passage but i mean it's 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 right there in black and white he stole fizzy lifting drinks i mean no it's it, he cannot unless there is a an appropriation in the federal budget by you know that through a bill that was passed that says x amount for y project so say 5.7 billion for a wall he cannot he cannot appropriate that money. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm reasonably sure that the Republicans are going to roll over like the big giant pansies that they are. But uh, the fact is that it is patently uh, illegal for him to try and build the wall without an, a, legal, a lawful appropriation by Congress. I mean, it's right there in the Constitution. Um so, I did good today, Michelle. I did my research, my homework. That's very good. You know, um, I'm not seeing any serious, like, case law um, about that. Uh, there's hardly any precedent for this. But, I mean, Miles, there doesn't need to be precedent. The language is clear. The language is clear. Clear. Without an appropriation from Congress, the president can't spend money. You cannot withdraw money from the Treasury absent a lawful appropriation, and only Congress can do that. Is the definition of case law something that a case has already been held on? Yeah. I mean, there's then no. And I will stand by my statement that there is no precedent. That's what he was talking about when he said, look, you know, looking at case law. That's well, all. no, I'm look. I'm looking through the index of the book to see if there might be any case laws, taxing and spending powers. Six hundred sixty-nine. It's a big book. Six sixty-nine. Six six six. Oh, that's the devil's page. Okay. Uh. Most of this is just about the validity of 
the federal income tax before it was implemented by constitutional law. Uh, so, I mean, has this gone to court before? No. But again, that language, I mean, call me crazy, Miles. I think that I think, and I'm sure you will, but I think that that passage I quoted from the Constitution, it's pretty clear. I'm not going to call you crazy. You know, I mean, no money shall be drawn from the Treasury, but in consequences of appropriations made by law. It's pretty well, clear to me. Here's the thing about Republican mindsets and how they handle these things. They don't want a president. They want a king. Every time you get a Republican in power in the presidency, they push to increase the powers that he has. Under W, that they pushed and they got the Patriot Act, and he could just start sending troops everywhere, anywhere, deal with threats. Oh my God, we're so much in trouble! Please save us. Do whatever you need to do. And you know, it, it was, it, it, and now it's it's repeating. And Trump, Trump is the kind of thing where ah, he has this force of personality. I know that. I'm just saying he hasn't taken us to war yet. He hasn't done what W has done. Sure, he rattles his sabers. You know, that's that's he he talks big bravado. That's what Trump does. That's what he is. But he hasn't taken us to war yet. What I'm I don't know how how long it's going to take before he might think that you know starting a little bit of a brush up against Iran might you know make him look better in the polls. To, you know, unite the American people behind him against the enemy. I yeah. know it won't happen. The American people are fed up with wars and we're dead tired of it. But I'm talking about his mindset. And that's a real uh, danger for our troops. Oh, I uniform. agree. I agree. His mindset is, I'm president, I can do whatever I want. And, uh, you know, until uh, someone needs to nip that in the bud and quick. We do not have a king. We have a president. I know. And the, soon and the sooner that is drilled into this into Mango Mussolini's teeny tiny brain, the better. Well, he's going to keep throwing tantrums until he's kicked out. That's not going to stop. It's the way he's lived his entire life. He was raised a rich brat. Yeah. He and says, that has not changed. Yeah, I don't know if you heard, but he basically walked into this meeting with Democrats and said, are you going to give me my wall? They said no. Bye-bye. And left. I mean, yep. What an yep. ass! Oh no, no, that was stage. Uh oh, hold on, hold on. Hello. Hello. What the hell? What's wrong? We not, do we not have a show today? Okay, I cannot hear anyone. Okay. Well, can you hear me? Okay, I'm going to take that as a no. So let's go to chat. In... Okay, there we go. What now? Okay. Nothing. I was just... Nothing. You said you couldn't hear us, and I was just, you know, blandly talking in a voice that eventually you hear, and 
Yay! Yeah, yeah, filling, filling in the airtime. Filling in dead air, or maybe right. I wasn't going over the airwaves, and there was, I don't know. No, we're on, we are definitely on the air. Anyway, yay, so, everyone, you're welcome. <laughs> so, like I said, uh, unless Congress passes a law, and and it can't just be X amount for border security, it has to be X amount specifically for the wall. He has no interest in border security. His no, only interest is in the wall. Right. He wants the wall because his supporters are a bunch of imbeciles who need to see a symbol of the impression they wish to inflict on brown people. His braidings, his poll numbers in his own, I mean, he's starting to lose his own base. And so he sees the fulfillment of this one promise, which he's already busted because Mexico's not going to pay for it, as a way to shore up his pathetic poll numbers but Trump doesn't want I, Trump doesn't even want the wall no uh, I he mean... wants the fight he wants his base to see him fighting against the Democrats the right wing nobodies out there those snowflake show they love Trump not for what he's his policies his policies suck they love Trump because he pisses off the left. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing. Bingo. So they want to fight. They want to see the left suffer. And I'm looking forward to seeing Trump. I'd love to see the RICO Act opened up on this guy. Oh, I'm ready. It's been a long haul. I'm ready for Mueller to just pop open that, uh, still... that, that fresh peanut seal on the can and let it dish it out. I mean, did you hear that the you know when after he fired Comey, the FBI started a a a an inter, an investigation into whether or not he was acting in, on behalf of Russian interests? Yeah, I think that's a pretty clear yes. You know, like the, like the, at the beginning of Ghostbusters, remember the woman who had an uncle who that thought he was Saint Jerome? I'd say that's a that's a yes. Well, there was Trump did a lot of things. Um, Let's say, uh, remember when he said, he, he tried to rewrite history and said uh, Russia was justified in going into Afghanistan? Well, what he was saying was that it was a good thing Russia went into Afghanistan because it basically okay. bled them dry. Uh, well, all right, whatever. He still, he, okay. The other thing he did was um, talk about Montene Montenegro, the little country NATO that, that was joining NATO. And Putin was against it, and Trump was against it, saying it was bad. He, he, what did he call New Montenegro? Violent people. And then you're starting World War III. These are things I heard talked on uh, Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow had a, a, a shift on this. And then there was a, something, I think it was Belarus and Poland. This is towards the start of his administration. And Belarus, I think, was also joining NATO or something along those lines. And Putin, again, was not happy and he tried to throw out these talking points as the Russians are very good at propaganda and Trump fell right along line with it so time and time again Trump is doing something that Russia wants whether you know putting out a little talking point you know just this this I mean you can say the CIA is going to you know block any kind of communication that might be coming from Putin to Trump, but 
I don't know. His behavior tells me something's getting through. No, what I said was, if you think, you know, the CIA definitely knows about it. Pretty sure you said that they would have stopped it. But okay. So your theory is that the entire Central Intelligence uh, Administration is derelict in their duties. I'm that's saying your, that's your theory. From the evidence I am seeing, Putin is successfully communicating to Trump what he wants Trump to do. Now, whether or not the CIA is on top of their game, that's another issue entirely. Your argument was that the CIA would nip it in the bud and stop it and boom and done, no more. And I'm disagreeing. I'm looking at the evidence of what how Trump behaves and I say there's something there's something fishy in Denmark. That's my point. I mean, whether or not the CIA is on top of their game, that's a separate issue. I'm just looking at how Trump's behaving, and I'm just saying that Putin's got his finger stuck up somewhere, yanking some strings. That's what it looks to me. Thank you for that delightful mental image. Okay, maybe it's two fingers. (laughs) Why do you have to make things worse? I don't know. Why don't you just treat him like a bowling ball? Use all three. I I could. Would it be better, Adam, if I, uh, you know, cooked you up some blueberry pancakes? Um, I'm sure there's a trap involved here. Is there a trap, sweetie? Oh, no. The blueberry pancakes are yummy. I'm a good hubby. Time for break? Uh, wow, it is time for break. It is time for break. Uh, we'll have some audio to get to, and... We'll be doing a new segment tonight that I really need to select the name for. Shit, I forgot about that part. Oops. I forgot something very important today. You want to tease us what the segment's about? Uh, Retro games. Retro gaming. We're going to go all the way back to a game that both Kenny... A game from the SNES that Kenny and I are... Uh, very fond of. Very cool. Retro Rama. Well, we do have some. We, while I put together the uh, the, uh, we do have some potentials. Um, I kind of ruled out Game Drop. I ran these by my one of my managers who uh, isn't a ner- really a huge nerd. So I was like, if I if I can get you know like couple. That she likes, maybe you know I, that'll I'll you know kind of like you know running it by the av- average guy, sure. you know. Sure. So she, I, I ran Game Drop by her, and she's like, "What is it? what what?" It's like it's a play on Name Drop. So we ruled, I ruled out Name Drop, but some of the Kenny suggestions are uh, the Digital Frontier, Digital Yesteryear, Games of Yore. How about Gamers Attic? Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. Anywho, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, when we come back, we'll have some audio from cons- from conservatives about the shutdown, including apparently Lou Dobbs wants to order sixty six us. 
<laughs> I, I'm being completely serious. <sighs> he wants the Order 66 to the left? He, yes. Great. Looking forward to hearing that. Good luck. <laughs> That's what I say. Better people than you have tried, Pooh Dobbs. I'm unbreakable, like a diamond. We ready? Uh, just about. Alright, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. And I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I think he's like the thing. He only imitates human behavior. He's not actually human himself. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
is Adam Hebert of Mike Check Radio and Midnight Sun. Did you know that you're currently listening to Indie Media Weekly Radio? I did. I know everything. Indie Media Weekly Radio. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Stay with me and experience the glory of Plaid Sundays, two gigantic hours of grunge running from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern, here on Indie Media Weekly. Whether it's the distorted guitars or the emotive lyricism, few can deny the lasting influence of a genre that dressed down a generation. So turn it on and get inspired. It works for me, and I know that I'm not the only one. Plaid Sundays, only on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Ciao. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new 2016 episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. And I'm going to wind up soon, but not before I make a few strange noises with my mouth that will go somewhere along the lines of bingle bongle, dingle dangle, yickety doo, yickety da, ping pong, lippy tappy too ta. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And we are back. Amy, as always. Out of the city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master, Miles Lagan. So, yes, hello. <clears throat> and also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the rogue DM Dungeon Master, mother of cats, etc., 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 Michelle Lagan. Yes, I am here. All right, and of course, Kenny will be joining us in, uh, oh, look at that, just about 20 minutes. My, how time flies. Um... We'll, so we'll, we'll preview some of the stuff we're going to have coming up this year. I've been having ideas. Uh, uh, Kenny says I'm not allowed to think, but, you know, I decided to throw caution to the wind. But let's get to Pooh Dobbs, because this guy has law, has gone off his nut. Um, so here he is making the case that Schindler should just, you know, uh, declare a na- you know, national emergency and get his fascist on, you know, 
It, does it look to you as though the president first, well, let's deal first with uh, the government shutdown. Does it look to you as though the president is going to have to leave the government shutdown, this partial shutdown go on for some time in order uh, to prevail uh, against an absolute intractable uh, democratic leadership? No, I hope he continues the, the daily drumbeat because he's on the right side of the issue. Uh, it's stunning to me how the Democrats have moved from a position that they used to hold in terms of border security. I think America sees the hypocrisy of it. Pelosi and Schumer have painted themselves into a corner. Mm -hmm. The president's on the side of the border patrol. He's on the side of the federal workers. Uh, and the and president he's on the side of the American drumbeat. people. I, I mean, first and That's foremost. That's right. And I, I don't want to see... And I don't want to see a distraction with de declaring a national emergency. Now, again, I think he's justified. I think he has the legal apparatus in order to do it. He may do that sooner rather than later. But I think he just needs to continue to make yeah. the, the case to the American it's people. And every time a Democrat says, oh, well, I could beat that wall with a ladder, then say, well, go ahead. Let's see you do it. Let's, yeah. let's actually see you. Let's see one member of the House or Senate actually scale that wall with a ladder. Yeah, I dare Okay, so <laughs> I, I, I'm actually agreeing with these guys. I, I think Schittler should continue the government shutdown. You know why? Because I can actually read the fucking poll numbers. Damn it. I was trying not to say that word. I got a whole 40 minutes into the show. <laughs> no, actually, you said it earlier. I think you're correct. No, 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 no. Yeah. Win. Yes, Win. you did. In when? The first in the first segment, you that said, doesn't help. When did I? We're gonna have to play the tapes. We're gonna have to get the tapes. You, you can go ahead and play it, but you did say it. I've been listening. Damn it! I'll try again next. Well, since I said it already, there's no point holding back. No, you no. Know, you just have to try to do it before my birthday. That's all. Challenge accept, <laughs> Challenge accepted. All right, we so shall see. I, I, I mean, because I, like I said, I can actually read the poll numbers and I can see that the American people are not happy with the shutdown and most of them don't, most of them blame the right guy, Schittler, for this. You know, like I said, I, I, you know, I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but I'm definitely smarter than your average Republican. Although that's a really low bar. I mean, <laughs> Wizzy was smarter than the average Republican. He was a poodle. Hmm. Poodles are not known for their intellects. <laughs> oh my god. I found a picture of Wizzy once with his with you know his his parents. Oh my god, his mother was one ugly dog. <laughs> Anywho, that's enough about that. But like I said, I you know, you guys know my official stance and and and, and in situations like this, when you have your enemy by the balls, you don't let them go. You squeeze. And right now we have our enemy by the balls. And I want to see Nancy Pelosi squeeze like, you know, like. Yeah, it's 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 not going to get better for Bush. That's for sure. I mean, it's... like I said. There's only one way this ends. And that's with the government funded and no wall, because the Democrats are not going to give them this fucking wall. No. No. The wall is not going to... Spoiler alert, conservatives! The wall is never going to happen! 
Yeah, I, I, it's no, it's not. It's interesting, and another theory is that Trump is. Um, Continuing the shutdown in, in an apparent attempt to uh, slow down the Mueller investigation or the Justice Department. I don't know. Have it because uh, he's got it coming from every direction. It's not just Mueller. He's Southern screwed in March. He is screwed in March. Oh, oh, February 7th. You know what's happening that day? No, I do not. What's happening? February Michael 7th? Cohen. Oh, right, testifying, yeah. Open Congress. He may be screwed sooner, but uh, supposedly Mueller is going to release his final report in March. Anywho, let's get back to Pooh Dobbs, uh, because, like I said, he's going to be pretty overheard about it. Here we go, cut two. I'd like to see them uh, trying to climb up uh, 30 feet. Uh, I I would also like to be in charge of what would be along the top of that that barrier uh, when they go up there. Uh, But in in all seriousness here, uh, you said that uh, you, you you would prefer, you implied at least you would prefer he not declare a national emergency. I think it's the only way forward here. Uh, he is, uh, he, he, otherwise, uh, there's not going to be a solution. Uh, there's no sense protracting this any longer than necessary. And when he declares a national emergency, it's within his power uh, to, to actually get that wall constructed. And by the no, way, is- when you say national emergency here, remember, President Obama declared national emergencies 12 times for everything from, you know, Somalia to swine flu, for crying out loud. Uh, look, the case is stronger to actually do it. I, again, I think the, the, the president has the legal impetus to do it. But when things continue to get tougher and tougher, uh, you saw the congressman uh, from Minnesota uh, who's in charge of the Agri- Agricultural Committee mm-hmm. saying he's getting about 75 uh, uh, you know, calls to his office in favor of the wall and only five or six in opposition to the wall. Those Democrats need to continue to hear that in order to actually win this debate. And I think... Well, I guess that wasn't the clip my thought was. Uh, but no, So it's all about winning for them. Again, it's about establishing themselves as the alphas, you know, show those those beta cucks what's going, who's in charge. Uh, but anyway, here is the, the really disturbing clip. Uh, this one's shorter. But again, he doesn't, it's, just listen to his language. The president uh, has the ability to do this. I, I don't think there's, no, he doesn't. there shouldn't be mm-hmm. too much legal yeah. question. That doesn't mean that the Democrats won't challenge and try to obstruct as they have throughout right. his presidency. Uh, but I really believe that the, the way forward here is for him to declare a national emergency uh, and simply uh, sweep aside uh, a, uh, the, the recalcitrant uh, left in this country, uh, they, have, they have obstructed, resisted, uh, and subverted for far too long. Uh, the American people don't need to put up with this, and the president needs to find a way forward here where he can deliver on this promise in advance of the 2020 presidential. So he wants to sweep us away like we're trash. Again, he wants to order 66, execute order 66. You know... He's totally ignoring the last election that happened. Of course, because it doesn't play into their 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 narrative. Remember, the narrative is already written. Uh, but you know, I, like I said, let him declare his stupid national emergency. 
He's going to get laughed out of court. He's going to put impeachment on the table. And he's going to lose that one, too. I'm all for, you know, uh, and, and, you know, Lou Dobbs wants to, you know, thinks he can just get rid of an entire branch of the government just because he doesn't like the fact that they're a co-equal branch of government. Well, fuck you, Lou. I'd like to see you try and sweep me aside. Pretty yeah, sure well. it's not going to happen. I don't know. Yeah, it's... It's interesting. I mean, isn't we, that just disturbing, we'll though? How he's just like, yeah, just get rid of him. And well, it, doesn't start, it doesn't start, of course, you don't just go from zero to 60 in 10 seconds. No, it starts with you start to imprison the, you know, you start to just ignore the people you don't like, then you throw them in prison, and then you start killing them. Yeah. Like I said, he wants to order 66 us. He'll, he'll just claim plausible deniability. That's I didn't mean, to, I didn't say kill. I didn't, you know, whatever. There's other ways to get rid of people without killing them. So, I don't know. I hear what you're saying, but I, I, I hear that from the from the Fox's perspective, the, the anchors there, they are in a real bind because they want to try and support Trump, but his positions are so unsupportable. They really are. And and the, the, it's only a matter of time. His chickens will call him on the roost. Balk, balk. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving along. Uh, another. Uh, here's another. You know, I don't know who said we got a question about. Um, we got a question about whether or not, you know what the president can do about this wall. Let's call John torture memo you. But they did it. You know, and again, I, I hope he does this. I want to see him try it because guess what? 2021, you're going to see the, the, the next Democratic president because that's what's going to happen, folks. Spoiler alert. You will not win the 2020 election. 2020 is going to be a bloodbath. For the Republicans, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said, Trump is an Acme Dynamite kit, and it's about, and it, it, he's about to blow up in their faces. And this isn't Looney Tunes, folks. Uh, there is but, 21 Republicans up in the next Senate uh, election. 21. Mm-hmm. And there's only uh, 12 Democrats that have to defend their seats. That's a I, I, lot of vulnerability. I'm going to say it right now. 50-50 shot that, that Mitch McConnell decides to retire. Is he up in 2020? Is that yes. when he's due? Yes. I, I, I would, I'm going to say as of now, it's a 50-50. It's a 50-50. Is uh, he, he's from Kentucky, right? Yes. And Kentucky doesn't... Doesn't Kentucky now have like a Democratic governor? No, they've still got their Republican a-hole. They still? Okay. Uh, but anyway, here's John Torture Memo U. For more on this, John Yu is a former Deputy Assistant Attorney General, some, one of our best legal minds that we have on the show. And I'm curious how you see this uh, national emergency. Do you think the president has the legal authority to do it for this issue? 
Uh, Dana, I think the question uh, that many people are fighting about is the policy, but I think on legality, President Trump is on solid ground. Mm -hmm. You think about, as we've talked about on the show before, the whole purpose of having a president, the reason the founders created it, was that some branch of government could respond quickly, decisively, swiftly to emergencies and crises. So no court has ever overturned a presidential finding of a national emergency, and presidents have long done it since Thomas Jefferson to Abraham Lincoln and FDR. All right, let's, let, let's, let's parse this. Because maybe I have been clear. I have never once said he can't declare a national emergency. He could declare a national emergency because he's out of Diet Coke if he wanted to. The question is, Professor you, does declaring a national emergency mean he can appropriate money for his fucking wall? And the answer, as I pointed out earlier in, in Constitutional Law and Politics by... David M. O'Brien, is no. Only Congress can appropriate money. Yeah. So, like I said, he can declare a national emergency. He can't spend money that hasn't been appropriated for his wall. He can't, he can't shuffle money around. He can't do anything. And if he tries... He is in violation of the law, of the Constitution. All you constitutional conservatives, I've got your number. You better put up or shut up on this one. I've got you dead to rights. I've got, I, you know, like I said, I'm, I may not be a constitutional lawyer, but I can read a book. And the book says pretty clearly he can't spend money on his wall unless it's been appropriated by Congress. Which is why that stupid GoFundMe for the wall was never going to work either. Same, same reason. Trump can't spend money that hasn't been appropriated by Congress. It's right there in the in the Constitution, black and white. I am so thrilled that they, uh, they they shot all that money into that that's that money pit. <laughs> and I hope GoFund when it comes out that this is a huge con. I hope GoFundMe says you're not getting your money back. Sucks to be you. Well, even if, let's just say hypothetically, that the courts say, no, if you can't do this or that, then you have to refund the money. On the bright side, that's money that they didn't send to someplace where they could make interest, someplace where it could help a GOP politician. It just sat in limbo. It didn't uh, help Trump with the economy, that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, it's money just sitting on the sidelines. Either way. Well, I mean, like I said, I want them to lose their money because I want them to I have a painful less. I want them to suffer. You know, like I said, I know it's, you like, do. it's like all these farmers who are wanting, oh, I'm not selling my soybean crop because the trade war. We warned you. Don't come to me looking for pity. I warned you this would happen. I told you so. So yeah, if, you if you starve to death, that's on you. Don't come to me asking for pity and food. As much as we'd like them to suffer, you know, and lose their money, you know, still we're still a country of laws. 
I agree. If the law says they get their money back, they get their money back. But it, you know what? I, I, if, the, if there's no law that says it, I think GoFundMe should say this is an expensive lesson for you. I hope you learn it. Sucks to be you. Well, 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 well time will tell. That sounds like a hit song title. It's, it is a hit song title. Okay. Never mind. I'm still going to have to check the tapes. I still don't remember saying saying that word. I said... What did I it's say? It's there. I said... I said it rhymes with my favorite four-letter word. No, you actually used it in a in 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 another portion of that. Yes, Damn it. I heard the rhymes, but you actually used it as part of an adjective. So, or a yeah, this a is verb. A so this is a difficult yep. challenge. Yes, it is, and you have failed today. So we shall see what happens next next uh, show. But like I said, I you know I'm I'm not I, I'm I'm not saying he can't declare his emergency. I'm saying he can declare all the emergencies he wants. It's once it's not going to change anything. <laughs> I mean, like I said, it's pre don't get me wrong. I don't think the Republicans care about the Constitution. I think the Constitution is just like everything else they talk about. It's a talking point, a convenient. They care about point. the Second Amendment. Other than that. They don't care. But, you know... I, <sighs> TikTok, just, just wait. It's just going to keep driving the Republicans down because... Trump said, this is my shutdown. I will take the responsibility and I will proudly shut the government down. Yeah. You know that's coming in some TV ads. Yep. And he also I mean, said that the uh, shutdown's only going to hurt uh, Democrats uh, that are employed by the government. And I hope he's right. I hope every freaking Republican that's being hurt in the government gets a big epiphany and changes to the Democratic Party. And like I said, if you if you if you are suffering because of the shutdown, you know, internalize that pain and realize who is who is inflicting that pain on you because it's not the Democrats. It's not the Democrats. Some of them will still think of it as that they are. They'll blame the, the Democrats and Pelosi. Well, because Just give them the wall. They're idiots. Yeah, there's some people you can't reach. You know, it's the people in the middle that you got a chance at. So, I mean, the average, the like I said, the average American has the intellect of a goldfish. I'm sorry, that's offensive to, to goldfishes. We're gonna see. So I would like to apologize to Goldfish. All right, so we're going to go on break. When we come back, we'll talk. To, we'll we'll catch up with Kenny. We'll do our. We'll we'll figure out what we're going to call this segment. And uh, we got one last 
Captain Marvel trailer, which looked really good. I'm going to say I, I'm hoping maybe – I think, first of all, we're either – we're going to get one trailer out of Disney at, on Super Bowl Sunday. Either another Avengers Endgame trailer or maybe, maybe a teaser for Episode Nine of Star Wars Episode Nine. Hmm. Possible. I think it's more likely that we'll get Avengers than than Star Wars, but it's pretty early for Star Wars. That's not saying Star Wars wouldn't have some clips red not ready or ready you know it's so i i'm curious to see what what sort of course correction um oh damn it who's coming back i forget his name what do you mean jj abrams oh i want to see what sort of i'm curious to see what sort of course um correction he's going to do because he said he doesn't like some of the stuff that uh, Rian Johnson did. Okie doke. So. Uh, you know, I'm curious to see what I, I'd like to see what his vision was. Cool. So, all right. We're going to go to, pre- to uh, break uh, as soon as I have that ready. Because Adam's an idiot, uh, and we'll have we should have Kenny. We'll see if he has an update about his uh, Otolosan. Uh, almost there. Stay on target. Okay, so we will be right back after this with uh, Nerd Talk. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. That's the end of Act One. Intermission time. Go get some snacks. Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And now, on with the show. Attention, people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great Scott! I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. And we're back for hour number two here on Mike Check Radio. You may have noticed that uh, we're doing uh, a segment less of political talk. Um, 
And that's because I'm trying this wacky new thing called making my coworkers happy. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see how that works. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's the kids are trying it, you know, and I was like, yeah, well, maybe it'll be worth it. So, all right. Anyway, join me as always out of the great city. No, wait, I'm not allowed to use great city by by royal decree. Oh. <laughs> You uh, can joy. use whatever adjective you wish. Oh, now I can use not, whatever adjective. We will just not agree with you, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> the rogue DM dungeon master, mother of cats, uh, Michelle Lagan. That is me, and I am fighting a really huge sinus headache right now. So. Uh-oh. Well, I caused another yeah. headache. No, this is sinuses. Uh, before we, we I, since it's third talk, I have a question. It's probably a really stupid question. Mm-hmm. But it's related to Pathfinder and Dungeons and & Dragons. So, I know that elves can meditate in place of sleeping. That's D&D. It's not Pathfinder. Okay, but but hold on. My question is, are D, does that mean D&D elves can sleep but can choose not to get, not to? Or that they're incapable of actual sleep? They enter into something that's called a reverie, which basically that means that they relive the most enjoyable memories of their lives. So and they that cannot is what they sleep. do instead of sleep. Yeah, it's they... not real sleep. It's not sleep as a human sleeps, no. Okay. I was curious about that. Yeah. You know, because it's va it's vaguely worded in the fifth edition. It says they, yeah. can, med they can meditate, but it doesn't say they can't sleep. So I was curious about that. I was reading the books at work today. Yeah, and in third edition and before, you know, basically it was a state of reverie. It's basically, yeah, you just, you, it's like a dream state for them, but they get to choose what they're, you know, dreaming about. And right. usually it's a very favorite and fond memory. Very good. I was just curious. That's why I, it's so restful for them. It makes sense. I was just curious. Don't mind my stupidity. Anyway, also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master, Miles Lagan. Yes, and I'm also a master of reveries. <laughs> yes. Oh, I bet Dionysus is fond of you. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, and finally, out of Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Kenny Pick himself, joining us uh, half an hour early. Hello, sir. Hi. Uh, I'm stuck in a box. No, oh, no. Uh, someone get the box cutter. Let him out. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm better now. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, we're like I said, we're trying this new thing called making my coworkers happy. We'll see Yay! how. We'll see how. We'll see if it increases uh, produ productivity in the workplace. <laughs> My next experiment is Casual Tuesday. Um, makes no sense. <laughs> yep, that that was the point. So, Kenny, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and any news about your uh, your father? Is he is is how's Ken Senior holding up? If I may be so bold as to ask, and I am as so well, bold he's, as to ask. He's uh, nothing's changed. He's at home tonight, so uh, you know, and he's he's taking some time off from the hospital. So, uh, and then he'll uh, stay with his girlfriend early in the week, and then go back to the uh, 
the hospital for his procedure. So no change. Very good. Like I said, just just curious. I have a heart. It's made of lead, but it pumps blood, so it still counts. <laughs> gotcha. So, all right. Uh, so I figured. Be, okay. So I don't know if you heard, Kenny. We got a a final trailer for Captain Marvel. We're going to go over later. Okay. Uh, and we're going to premiere our new segment, which. Still needs a name. I kind of slacked off on the name choosing at work today. Probably shouldn't have been reading those Dungeons and Dragons books. And I figured we could use this time to uh, kind of preview some of the stuff that we might be have coming. Um, because we've got see, uh, the final season of uh, Game of Thrones coming down the pike in um, in April. And I guess I really need to get to work on planning the Game of Thrones special that we've been planning for how long has it been, Kenny? <laughs> Two years? 20 years. So, uh, we, we're going to try and get that off the ground. Um, depending on what happens, work we may end up doing a, an Avengers Endgame special. We, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a distinct possibility after the one from last year. Um, Ooh, sorry. Uh, we could. I'm also looking at uh, Star Wars because um, the the conclusion of the the Skywalker saga, as it were, it should be in December. And I was thinking we could do a series of three shows throughout the year, not necessarily like back to back, but you know, like one show the prequels and side stories, one show the the original trilogy, and then one show going over. Uh, the new trilogy and our our expectations for the final film. What do you think of that idea? Sure, sounds good. So, that's a bunch. That, that's some stuff that we're looking at. Um, although I think I really think that my priority for now should be the Game of Thrones special because you know, winter is actually here. So. Yes, it is. Yeah. We'll have to work on that. We'll need to put together a prospective guest list. And I'm I'm hoping I'm pitching it now. I'd like to do another movie segment next next week. Or the next time, you know, Kenny and I and everybody else are on together. Uh, I want to do winter winter movies before winter is over. Because I already have my two picked out. Winter. Oh yeah. That should be that that that'd be pretty cool. I'd do that. All right, we'll do that. I just got to think of some winter movies. I've already put mine too in the in yep. our chat. So. I see, I see. <laughs> movies for what? Winter movies. Oh, I got one. Oh, I got one. I just so. got to think. I Empire Strikes Back. Well, anything, anything could go. You know, even Doctor Zhivago. Uh, you, it doesn't. You know, and you know, it can be anything. I mean, there's a lot of winter movies out there. No, it's not The Empire Strikes Back, Kenny. That's a good guess, though, knowing me. I guess it could be considered a swamp movie as well. Yeah, it's a little mixture of everything, I think. <laughs> Four oh, seasons. Slimy, my home this is. I'm out of practice. You okay there, Miles? 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of a movie that I saw a long time ago, and it's not coming to me. Not the, the title, anyway. I know what it's about. Okay, Adam, I agree with your choice. Thank you, thank you. The original or the remake? The original, of course. The re- the, the black and white original. Oh, no, 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 the 1980 no. version. Oh, the remake. Okay, yes, the remake. I thought you were, ta- okay. I thought you were talking about the, the crappy sequel from... Like, no, no, no. I'm talking about the original. <laughs> now I just need another right. winner movie. All right. So no. I thought that'd be Plenty a good segment for next time. That. Yeah, the next time we have another, you know, when all of us are on, that'd be a cool one. Because I think everybody can think of some winter movies. Oh, yes. So. Yes. Oh, right. yeah. And I, I try to go for the horror genre so everybody else can go for other genres. So, there you go. Or you can pick a horror movie, too. There's a lot of horror movies that are set amongst the winter time. A science fiction, another science fiction winter movie. Mm. Mm-hmm. There are mm. plenty of them. Alright, so go on. Go ahead, Adam. I'm sorry, I did not mean to derail it, but I thought that would be a good thing to tease for the next... No, 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 that, that's fine. Our next show. Uh, now I'm now I'm deep in thought. Well, Darn it! <laughs> get deep out of thought. Yeah, go, come dead back, air. Come back to the show. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm back. I'm back. I'm, come look, back to the show. Back to the show. Take, I can only take my Ritalin once a day and work as the priority. <laughs> I'm sorry. I understand. Speaking of, where my... your audible Ritalin? Okay. <laughs> yes. Adam, wake up. Um, speaking of my, all right, I'm going to spoil it. My choice is The Thing. John Carpenter's The Thing. One of the greatest okay. science fiction films ever made. Um, and, uh, I found this on Kickstarter this afternoon. Uh, because The Thing was originally, w- was, uh, based on the 1938 novella Who Goes There by John W. Campbell. And the thing is, is that the novella was actually an abridged version of the original of an original novel a, a full novel called Frozen Hell and they recently discovered that rediscovered this manuscript and they're doing a kickstarter to publish it. it's like 7 bucks to get an e-copy of the book 20 mm. very $20, cool. $20 gets you the audiobook read by Yuri Lowenthal one of the best anime voice actors in the business so, cool. So you are going with the remake uh, of the thing for yes, your pick. Yes, I, I was thinking yes. of the crappy sequel. Not the I. I. Yeah. I, I don't think of the of the thing as the remake because the thing is the original. You know, the thing I I saw first. If that does that make sense? Yes. It's hard for mm-hmm. me to. It's hard for me yeah. to you know rent my hair. Thing two. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So there you go. Uh, you know, you might want to che- you may want to check it out because I, I I'm definitely thinking about buying in for the the audiobook Yuri Lowenthal, and I get the ebook for free. So hey, <laughs> so anyway, cool. Now I just need a second winter movie, a, a second yeah. winter science fiction Th- winter movie. Think of that later. Yeah, right, I'm, right. Sorry. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I derailed air. the whole thing. It's my fault. Oh. Stay there. Right, right, right. All right. Uh, 
so yeah, uh, we're, we're, we're going to be looking at some other stuff. Uh, uh, you know, we'll see how long, you know, how long this, this extra nerd talk thing, you know, so far it's working out well. A lot better than my not using the F word for a show. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny in the first segment. I'm listening and also I'm like, oh, well. I, I honestly didn't start yet. I'm telling <laughs> you, I don't remember. You used it in conjunction with well, another, in, in an entire phrase, so you kind of didn't think about it when you said it. I was like, oh, it, there goes the word. Isn't that, isn't that the story of my life? I didn't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the story of my life, Kenny. <laughs> yeah, Kenny, uh, in case you didn't know, uh, uh, Adam is supposed to, for my birthday present, he's supposed to go one show without using the F word. Good fucking luck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh. Yes, I, I'm taking on this challenge. Yes. And I'm probably going to fail, but that's okay. <laughs> yes, Put a nickel in the swear jar. Because yes. as Adam Savage said a long time ago, failure is always an option. Yes. Well, um... Can I pick up a do, do you have anything mapped out for the the rest of this segment or can I talk about something real quick? Sure, rocket you turkey. All right. Um so as many of you may know, uh I have the two Mego display cabinets in my office here with my vast collection of Mego action figures. And I just on a on a on a whim today was like, you know what? I'm sick of there not being lights in this thing. So Susan and I went to went to the bank and and ran a couple other errands, picked up a pizza and stuff. And I was like, hey, well, the, while we're waiting for the pizza, let's hop into Dollar Tree. Do you guys have Dollar Tree in your your areas? Sure. Yes. 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 Okay. So I've never. So I went down that the aisle that had like light bulbs and batteries and stuff like that. And for a buck a piece, because it's a Dollar Tree, <laughs> um, for a buck a piece, I got these um, LED tap lights. It's like it's like a, 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 a the light itself is like a big toggle switch, like a flat toggle switch. And for a dollar a piece, I got a bunch of those, and I got a bunch of AAA batteries, like eight eight for a dollar. You know, I got a few packs of them to make sure I had more and I could replace them if they burn out and everything. And then they just have little, like, you know, double stick uh, tape with Velcro on two sides. So, you know, so when, when it burns out, you know, when the batteries go dead, you can just un-Velcro it and stick it back up there when you put new batteries in. And I got uh, I got six of them. One was defective, uh, but <laughs> I don't even know if I'm going to return it for a dollar, you know. Um, I might just see if I can exchange it for one because it was actually missing the metal one of the metal connectors in, in the battery pack. And I'll tell you what, they these things for spending under eight bucks for the batteries and the lights combined, they look pretty amazing. I mean, it like really brightens up the room too. You know, it's like I, I've got it on right now. I'm kind of like admiring it because i just redid the cabinet and everything and and i'll tell you what for anybody looking for 
for cheap, um, you know, lighting for displays and stuff like that. And even, you know, these little suckers are kind of nice. If you have a closet that's like, you know, has a top, you know, doesn't have a light in it and has like a deep upper shelf or something like that. These are great because they're bright. I, I turned one on and looked into it and I was like, ow, you know, because <laughs> because they're LED. But um, I'll tell you what, uh, that I, I can't recommend enough just going and looking and seeing what they have at Dollar Tree for lighting because they had other things, too. And and it's just kind of cool because there's like their lights that, you know, just stick on the wall or wherever. And, you know, and it's it, the light itself is actually a toggle switch. So it's not like so it, it's kind of like a tap light, except it's on a, you know, has a lever action, you know. So, uh, yeah, I, I I was really happy. I'm really happy with it. I'll, I'll try and put a picture in the in the chat of what the cabinet looks like all illuminated. But uh, but yeah, you, you guys ever go to Dollar Tree for anything? On rare occasion, they sell my drink powders. Well, there you go. I rarely leave the house. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, it, you know, if if you're out and about, and uh, check them out, you know, for for hobbying stuff, you know, um, you might you might be surprised uh, some of the some of the stuff you find because I know I was I was like. I was just planning on going in there and being like, okay, let me see what they might have. And they had a lot. I was, I was shocked, you know, of all the different lights they had. Um, so, so there you go. Uh, Dollar Tree for your craft lighting needs. <laughs> yeah, I got some really cool lights from Amazon that were, that are designed for be used in balloons for like weddings and stuff like that. Oh yeah, those, yeah. Those things, you know, like a little LED and all three, three little tiny like watch type batteries inside them. Those things are mm -hmm. spectacular, and they're great for you know like replacing burnt out things, like in you know some of our seasonal decorations and stuff. So yeah, yeah, but you, yeah. you can find a lot of stuff with LEDs nowadays. It's it's pretty amazing, and little tiny batteries that power them all. It's it's insane. Yeah, I was happy that these actually ran on like the AAAs and stuff like that because you know. The watch batteries are so expensive when they when they die, you know. Oh, you, you can get so. them really cheap on Amazon if you have to. Well, yeah, that's yeah. true. Probably eBay as well. Mm -hmm. But I mean, a dollar a dollar for eight AAAs is like you know, and of course they probably the the shelf life on them is probably pretty sucky. But. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, those those LEDs. What they're doing with LEDs now are amazing. Um, I have a string of fairy lights that are lit by two large uh, flat batteries. I don't I don't know what what they're called, but I use that in my dice tower. I rolled that oh, up inside the... it, and it, it shines out of the stained glass windows that we put in the dice tower. It really looks nice. You know, I almost, we went. I went to the liquor store today. I'm still trying to get a, another bottle of Crystal Head, and I picked up some beer anyway. And I was like, they were still out of Crystal Head, but they had some really nice six sided dice. Like, I don't know. I guess for people playing craps or whatever. <laughs> but they just had like a box of six sided dice for like fifty cents a piece, and I almost bought a couple. But I was like, nah, you got enough dice, and you don't do anything with them. <laughs> Yeah, so. I have way too many dice, <laughs> but no, well, I I'm love sure, them all. I'm sure my my collection probably pales in comparison to yours. But oh, I'm uh, I'm I'm insane when it comes to dice. If I see a pretty set of I, dice, you know I have to have it. Yeah. Oh no, I get it. I because I love dice too for for just anything, and it's they're they're so aesthetically pleasing, you know. Um, 
especially, yeah, especially with different world uh, plastics and stuff like that that they can do. Yeah, you know, or the, the like the glitter inside the plastic and you know the sparkles and oh, my my yeah. my my simulated my opal dice. Swirling. Yes. <laughs> oh, the opalescent stuff. Yeah, that's good. Um. But, uh, yeah, so uh, uh, check out Dollar Tree, everybody. I recommend it. That's all I had on that. I have a movie review for later if you want me to do it, too. Oh, what did you see? I'm not telling. <laughs> I'll wait until later. Well. So I, I didn't go to the theaters. It's just something I watched streaming. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. Well, uh, so we still need to select a name for our retro gaming segment, Kenny, because I, as I mentioned before, I slacked off at work. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'll think of something over the break. So, uh, well, yeah, I mean, we had a few suggestions, so. Yes, which were, refresh my memory, please. Gamer's Attic. Gamer's Attic, yes. I think that was the only one so far. Yeah, that was my suggestion. That's all. So yeah, well, but uh, to to kick off this new segment, we're going to talk about a, a game that is near and dear to both me and Kenny's hearts. Which, uh, to remind everyone, mine is made of lead, but it still pumps blood, so it counts. Okay. Kenny already knows the game. I think he's just I subduing. Do. I think he's just subduing his enthusiasm so as to not spoil it. <laughs> oh, seriously! I'm not. I thought I'm over at Jatango and I tried to log in, and I'm not I, logged in for some reason. That's I irritating. Will do, I, I will do my dance of connective. No, that's not. That's not. I'll have to figure out the right dance to do, Kenny. I've got like a dance for every possible situation. No, I got it. I just had to. I just hit the wrong button. I hit sign up instead of log in. See, my dance so, anyway. pressing the right button worked. Oh, there you go. There you go. It's the best dance ever. Um, and uh, all right. So yeah, putting the the picture in the chat room right now. The cabinet all illuminated and whatnot. So uh, I gotta disable sounds on that. Come on, yeah. Okay, sound is off. Never. Oh, very nice. So, yeah, it's a, not the best picture, but, you know, it's so much brighter than if those lights weren't in there. So, anyway, I'll shut up so you can go to the break. Okay, yep, well, we will uh, we'll be back right after this with uh, our, our untitled retro gaming segment. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. And I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I think he's like the thing. He only imitates human behavior. He's not actually human himself. Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
distance Dogs are barking at the night White trash are burning up that garbage Somebody's looking for a fight Hi, this is Tim Coromall from The Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower.
Stay with me and experience the glory of Plaid Sundays, two gigantic hours of grunge running from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern, here on Indie Media Weekly. Whether it's the distorted guitars or the emotive lyricism, few can deny the lasting influence of a genre that dressed down a generation. So turn it on and get inspired. It works for me, and I know that I'm not the only one. Plaid Sundays, only on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Ciao. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Look at you, this fat butt. Flabby ah! arms and this ridiculous belly. Hey. And utter disregard for personal hygiene. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And we are back. I forgot something. <laughs> but uh, anyway, join me as always on uh, the city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master, Miles Lagan. Yes, Master of Reveries and the Mute Button. <laughs> Don't worry, it didn't go out. Hey, and also joining us on the Port St. Lucie, Florida, the Rogue DM Dungeon Master, Mother of Cats, Michelle Lagan. I am here, barely. And finally, my partner in crime for what is to come next... Out of Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Kenny Pick. Tales from the Digital Frontier. All right. I'm ready for this. I even wrote... <laughs> I, I, I just... I, you know, so many great suggestions I need to... I need to ponder what I'm pondering. All right. So, all right. So here we go. Uh, a teenage boy leaves his small town home to see the world, make friends, and stop an alien invasion from the future with nothing to help him but pluck, friendship, and psychic powers. It's Mother 2, known as Earthbound in the U.S., on the first edition of... We don't have a name for this segment yet. <laughs> Tales from the Digital Frontier. Oh, yeah. Tales from the Digital Frontier. Here, here, here. Right here, here. How about... How about... Tales from the Digital Frontier. There you go. So I picked this because uh, this game is near and dear to both of our hearts. Um, I would say, I would describe myself generally as more of a classic Final Fantasy fan. But the SNES era, if you're an RPG fan, Kenny, the SNES era was very generous towards us. On that, we both agree. Yeah, uh, you know it, it's it's hard to beat Earthbound. Uh, there there were some really great RPGs, but a lot of them just left me longing for for more of what Earthbound offered. Yes. So uh, the basic premise, is, you know, and, and the thing is that one thing about this game is that it is basically a love letter to the West. In America, it's very Americanized. It's meant to to elicit the the great things about America. Um, it's called the the world the place Ness lives in, who is the main character, is called Eagle Land. Yes, <laughs> um, subtle, <laughs> very subtle. Um, 
But it's it's unlike a lot of the stuff you see coming out of Japan at the time, this was a very westernized game. I mean, you could argue that Final Fantasy, you know, also has a lot of that, you know, ha- had a lot of western influences, but at the same time it had a lot of Japanese influence, influences as well. Uh, whereas the only real indication that this was a originally a Japanese game is the inclusion of an ancient katana as a weapon for one of your party members in the endgame Pooh. So, I mean, other than that, you would think that this was something made for in America for Americans. Yeah, uh, it, and there's so much in it, too, uh, that, you know, is like, you know, there's homages to things like the Blues Brothers. Uh-huh, the, uh, runaway, front, the runaway Five. Yeah, there's, um, you know, just the the... The strange, you know, like, you know, just some of the strange wording of, of uh, naming of characters and stuff is really funny. Like, you know, the 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 unassuming local guy or whatever, or, you know, there, there's just strange things. The apple kid, the orange kid, uh, you know, uh, uh, in and the things you can, you know, buy, you know, the baseball bats and baseball caps and and you know just it, it, it's just very very weird and fun american you know yeah yeah and, and so the basic premise is that ness is a pretty normal boy except while well, he finds out he's got psychic powers and an insect from the future comes to tell him hey this guy named gigas known as Gigyu in the original Japanese... or No, I think it was Gigig. I can't pronounce that. It's But um, is launching an invasion of the world from the future. Gigas, isn't it? In the in the American version, yes, it's it's Gigas. But oh, okay. In the Japanese version, it's like Gigig. You know, like I okay. said. It's, it, um, Tongue twister. Yeah. And so he's told, you know, about this legend that, you know, four kids with psychic, well, three of them with psychic powers, but, you know, him and three friends are supposed to stop it. And so he goes, you know, he get he gets to go on this, this, uh, you know, world tour to see various sites of, uh, of power. And uh, he starts out alone, which, you know, is actually in and of itself kind of unusual because i mean even in even in the earliest even in say final fantasy 4 which was final fantasy between the united states at the time you start with mm-hmm. at least two characters for the first i'd say four to six hours of gameplay depending on how little patience you have ness is on his own and you got to be real careful oh yeah oh uh, man i i'm the master of uh level grinding on earthbound <laughs> see i'm not uh, i i don't have the patience for that i will my tactic is i will usually level until levels don't come that quickly you know that's kind of my, like my gauge i uh, i go i go in into one it uh and where where the skateboarders the the punks have taken over um you know frank and the the skaters the or whatever taken over the, the, the arcade the sharks yeah and what I do is I just keep going after them until they start running away from me. And, and then, you know, of course, when you get that tough, then they just like, you know, uh, pop in a bloody pulp, you know? <laughs> well, they don't really, but it's a red flash. No, no, it's not a red flash. It's just a 
quick flush. It's a red flash if they sneak up on you. Yes. Um. Uh. But but yeah. So basically, I just uh, I level grind, and then by the time I get into fight Frank, and then you know Frankie Stein or whatever his robot thing is, um, I you know I just plow through them, and then and then you know then I I keep doing that once I get to Tucson and uh, keep fighting ants and mushrooms. <laughs> Sounds like I'm a crazy person. <laughs> but you're not. He, you do fight ants and mushrooms. Fighting antoids and mushrooms. And, um, and, and then... Uh, sorry. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the, the rambling mushroom... Is that what it was called? The rambling mushroom, mushroom or yes. Rambling, rambling mushroom. mushroom. Um, and, and that's another thing is that the enemies in this game range from normal everyday stuff like stray dogs to animated cups of coffee and yeah. a bass guitar. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then there's the... You, f- you can fight a, a record. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, there's... Um, oh, man. And then, you know, p- you get to fight little piles of puke, big piles of puke. Um, fobbies. <laughs> yes, little red... Uh, where fobbies circuit. came from, I don't know. But uh, they're, I guess they're kind of like the tribbles of... Uh, of uh, Earthbound. Yes. But no, I mean, it's a really fun game. Um, <laughs> and eventually, like I said, you get your second prime member. I, like I said, I think four to six hours. Like I said, it depends on how, how much of a hurry you're in. But mm-hmm. you get you get Paula within four to six hours. Jeff, a couple hours later. Then you lose Paula. Then you lose Paula, right. yeah, uh-huh, for for a little bit. Well, actually, you're Jeff on your own for uh, a good hour, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I would say about an hour, because he starts at level one. Mm-hmm. But, Michelle, you've so, played a lot. You know, I, 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 you've played a bunch of classic games. What, have you played Earthbound before? No. <gasps> that one I missed. Well, it, it was it was kind of a hard to find game, really. And what system and was it on? The Super Nintendo. It's also. Oh, available. I never, I never did any Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Nope, never did any Nintendo as a as a kid. Then I was all Pong, Amiga. So wait, when I said Final Fantasy VI, that was the first time you played that. When yep. I bought you fun- wow, I thought you yep. played it before. No, I had, I never had any. I had similar games on the Sega and stuff, you know, Shining in the Darkness and other stuff like that. So I'm used to the the Final Fantasy type interface. Wow. Yeah, and to me it was so appealing because it was you know it was set in 1990x, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you get that and, a lot in those games. Like Mega Man was in yeah. 20xx. Yeah, and you know, I, I to me it was just so appealing because it, it's you just a regular kid, and and the crazy stuff happens. It's kind of like the appeal of Game of Thrones, like you know, it's it's kind of a medieval type setting, a fantasy type setting, and it doesn't give you a lot of the crazy stuff until it starts unfolding, and then it starts going bonkers, and and that's you know, with Earthbound, it's a very normal setting. It's like you know, what are you fighting? You're fighting stray dogs, snakes, crows in the beginning. You Your weapon is a cracked baseball bat. Yes. You know, that's what you what you leave with. And uh, and a uh, Mr. Baseball Cap. Um, 
and you know you get things you find things to eat like bread rolls and cookies and that's that's how you heal back your lives and everything so it's it's very to me it was it, it was just very appealing because it did have you know uh, no other game really had that setting you know the no rpg had a setting of just you know sm- small town america with you know and then branched out into you know different exotic locales and stuff so it, it's just you know and the artwork is just really appealing and charming and and uh the music is is in just incredible uh you, you know and and Adam uses a fair amount of the the music for bumpers from that yes. um uh you got to come up with one for when you um there's that one like uh battle piece of music that that starts off and it sounds like a 1950s like Chuck Berry song it's like yeah i know yeah, yeah. <laughs> but here's here's another thing that made this game unique uh, was that um, it introduced this concept of a rolling HP indicator, which get, would actually get, you know, if you, let's say you suffer a hit that's going to, you know, you have 100 HP and you suffer what's going to be a fatal blow. You don't immediately die. You, <clears throat> you don't die until the counter rolls down to zero, which gives you a fair, actually a fair chance to uh, turn, you know, to turn a bad situation around. Now, of course, mm-hmm. early on in the game, it, it's a lot harder to do that. But later on, when you have several hundred HP, it becomes easier and easier to do to, to yeah. turn something around. And that was pretty unique. Yeah, man, you're making me want to play this now. Um... <laughs> well, uh, it, it is. Of course, you have your toaster. So if you have the, if you have access oh, to yeah. the cart. If you have access to the cart, there's that. You can also, uh, if you have a, a Nintendo 3DS, it is available through the uh, Nintendo uh, eShop as a virtual console game, and that's how I've got it. And like I I've said, never hooked it up. I've never hooked up uh, Super Nintendo the, to the smart TV. It has the RCA ins and uh, ins for it, so I bet that would look amazing. <laughs> it might blow it up too much. You know, uh, just, uh, you know, it wouldn't bother me. But no, it's it's a really fun game, and, and, and like I said, the SNES era especially was great. You know, we got all these great games that you know eventually I'm going to talk about. Uh, of course, you know the original time travel RPG Chrono Trigger. I mean, you can't you can't talk about yeah. SNES RPGs without talking about Chrono Trigger. Final Fantasy 4, 5, and 6, of course. Uh, everyone knows, in my personal opinion, Final Fantasy 6 is the greatest RPG ever made. Uh, mm-hmm. it's just and now that they've actually taken time to, to translate these games properly it makes it's a lot better but I would also like to point out that Earthbound is actually a sequel up until uh, I think it was 2016 they were supposed they were originally planning to release Mother which is what was the original game here and they, they even had a prototype cartridge translated ready to go and the town said no. What platform did Mother come out on? The original, uh, the original or, NES. Or the, the original NES. NES. Okay, and there was a wasn't there a Game Boy version of it too? Uh, their Mother Three came out on the Game Mother Boy Advance. Mother Three. That's right. Mother Three came out. On yeah, the, which on the... was which and Mother Three changed considerably from the original uh, from the the first two, right? Yes. 
Uh, but of course, Mother Characters. Three takes Mother Three takes a lot of these enemies and makes them even crazier. Like you fight a cattle snake. Why not? <laughs> Which is part cow, part snake. <laughs> yeah, and I gotta say too, the the thing about this game is what really got me was when you start getting towards the end of the game, they tonally, you know, it it changes a lot. Like, you know, when you, you know, it, it starts to get dark, like when you start encountering the zombies and stuff like that. And there's still some elements of humor. But when you start encountering, like, all of the really crazy aliens and extra-dimensional beings and stuff towards the end, um, it it's fucking scary. Yeah, you know it's in 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 the graphics and the music um, really you know lean into that um, you know when they start changing what the maps look like and it looks like you're walking through fucking mazes of intestines and you know um, it was it, you know the ending in, in you know the enemy you know Gygus the the weird attacks and the way they change the graphics during that. And I don't want to spoil it if in case anybody wants to play it. Um, but, and, and also the circumstances that you're put in for that final battle is kind of terrifying. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, what you have to sacrifice to, to be able to, to fight is, is nuts. Uh, and, and yeah, it's just, uh, you know, and it, 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 you know, uh, I'm not going to say it like has you know a bleak ending. If you don't win, it does. <laughs> you know, um, but you know that's what that's why you save often. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's 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 a masterpiece. It's an absolute masterpiece. It's my favorite RPG, um, ever. I've played some of the others. I think. I don't remember if I if I have Chrono Trigger or if I rented it or something like that. I, I'd have to look through my games, but I know I have. Oh man, a few of them. A few of them. There was a le, yeah. Was Legend Legend of Gaia? Is that what it is? Yes. Uh, no. Uh, uh, yeah. Illusion of Gaia. Illusion of Gaia. Illusion of Gaia. Which is a fun. I have that RPG. one. Yeah, and then there's another one that I have, and I God, I can't remember what it is, but. I think you have like robots that you can that you build to fight other yeah, robots, yeah, Robo, but it is like Robo something or other Robo Robo Quest, something like that. Yeah. So, and I, I have a few, but I got to say, so many of the action games for SNES were so fucking terrible, especially like the Marvel and DC ones. Well, the one DC one where the the actual like the Street Fighter knockoff that one was pretty good, but. Um, so many of those action games are just like so hard to play, you know, just, you know, the controls are just, you know, I don't know the side scrolling ones, you know, if it wasn't a Mario game and it was, and they were doing side scrolling and it's just like, you felt like, you know, you, you know, Oh, you can almost jump this high, but you know, you can't ever, <laughs> you know, Oh, you can't duck under this. Sorry. So. But anyway, and sorry, it, it I was went off Robo, It was RoboTrek in the uh, in 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 America. Yeah, I have that. Um, and uh, I have at least three, and I I don't know if um, Chrono Trigger is one of them or not. I think Chrono, it is, but I'm yeah, not sure. Chrono Trigger is such an amazing game, 
you know, and we're we're gonna have to talk about that, you know, like a bunch of stuff. But I mean, like I said, the the SNES period for RP, you know, especially for RPGs, is just you, you can't understate the impact enough. I mean, oh, absolutely. The you know, uh, it, I mean, I don't know where video game developers would be now without the inspiration of some of that stuff, you know. And of course, a lot of you know, a lot of people who are still composing, they got their careers launched composing for the for, for the SNES. You know, uh, mm-hmm. well, Nobuo Matsu was on board from the very beginning on with the SNES with the NES, but uh, Yasunori yeah. Mitsuda, the composer for Chrono Trigger, he's only forty six, so he was like twenty three years old when he composed Chrono Trigger. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, yeah, I you know. Just other songs to you know other I'm sorry not songs but scores for these these games you know if you just look at you know Castlevania and Mega Man and just all that stuff is just it's so nuts because honestly a lot of it sounds like neoclassical heavy metal but done with um you know uh, digital audio. You know, uh, I mean, it, it's just amazing to me what they were able uh, able to accomplish. You know, because you have those those bands like um, the Mini Bosses, and there's another band who does. Uh, you know, they do like heavy guitar driven versions of these songs, and when they're played with a traditional hard rock or heavy metal band, it, it, it's like. You know, it's amazing music to begin with, but when it's translated into, you know, into rock and or metal, it's it's mind boggling to think that these guys were writing that kind of music, you know, for video games. Yeah, like I said, and when you when when you look at what they had to work with, I mean, yeah, like I, said, I still, I mean, Final Fantasy VI's soundtrack still holds up twenty five, you know, twenty twenty five years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the pluckiness of the music for um, Earthbound is just—it's just you know there, there's there's so many different kinds of there's bright happy stuff you know like when you first start off there's there's uh, really weird stuff like when you get to you know the oh what's the the village Mister Saturn. Ah, Mr. Um, Village, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, so, you know, just really strange music and and then really and some really dark stuff too. And in other stuff that's, you know, like just fun and crazy like the the um uh the Runaway 5, the Blues Brothers uh, you know, hat tip. You know, their their stuff is just, you know, their stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um they're putting the band back together. Uh, you know that the stuff for Runaway Five is just uh, incredible. I mean, it, the the music is all over the place. None of it really gets into that really intense driving stuff that you would get from a Final Fantasy or again, like you know, um, Castlevania or something like that or Mega Man. Uh, but it, it's it's just a thing of beauty. It's it's art. It's it's you know it's art all around for that game. Yeah, like I said, I love Earthbound. 
But after saying all that, it's really overrated. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, it's it's my favorite video game of all time. Yeah. Well, I don't blame you for that. I, like I said, for me, it's it's definitely Final Fantasy VI, but Earthbound is definitely up there. I will say, for those of you who might want to pick up Final Fantasy VI, uh, well, it was three on the SNES. I recommend the more modern translation that you get with on, on Steam or whatever, just because uh, the translation was really bad. Mm. So, but well. yeah, Earthbound is, is really fun. Uh, and you know, like at first, you have to, you can't, you know, it's not like it's not like in in a Final Fantasy game where you can just throw magic around willy nilly. Although you know, in the first couple, you couldn't do that anyway. But in like Final Fantasy four, five, and six, you could. No, you got you got to be very careful. Excuse me. Conserve it, uh, just because. The, the opportunities to uh, replenish your your psychic points, your PP, are very limited. Your PP is limited. <laughs> I did not think about that. I should, probably should have a bit more. <laughs> well, at least there's no Russian hookers involved. True. True. She did it, not me. Um, she did. She did. Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, you know... It, 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 you know, if somebody does pick up with it, pick it up. Just keep killing snakes, dogs, and crows until they won't come anywhere near you. Until you <laughs> have to chase, until you have to chase them down to fight them. Uh, yeah, and, because and leather, you know that's leather, rinse, repeat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, level grind, level grind, level grind. I I went crazy one time and got Ness like up to. Oh, God, I don't even know how high because I was like, I'm going to get his level up as high as I fucking can before I, you know, the story tosses to um, what's his name, Jeff. So, yeah, I've done many different experiments with that game. Anyway, it's nine on the eastern seaboard. So next, I think we're going to talk about this uh, Captain Marvel trailer. Very cool. Uh, I'm excited. Sounds good. We've only got what? We've only got about less than two, just slightly less than two months. Yep. And we're going to have two Captain Marvels in the theater coming up soon. Oh, right, right, right. Well, yeah, Captain Marvel. He was Captain Marvel, wasn't he? Yeah, Shazam. Right, right. I was just thinking. I knew he was something Marvel, but I forgot it was actually Captain Marvel. Yep. So. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, that is. Uh, oh, I almost closed. I thought I closed soundbite for some, but no. Like I said, we're gonna we're gonna be talking. I've got a list of SNES. Uh, we'll we'll also go to the PlayStation era eventually. Although I think I'm gonna be alone. I'm gonna be all by myself. Well, I and I wouldn't mind hearing about some of the games that Michelle played uh, growing up and, you know, uh, see if we can compare notes because I had friends that had video game systems that I didn't have when I was a kid. Um, but I wouldn't mind talking about some of the uh, older Atari games uh, that I used to play. And I actually have one of those joysticks that they sold like way, you know, 10, 15 years ago 
that has like several Atari games on it, you know? Oh, very cool. Yes, so, I know what you're talking about. I've seen them in the the geek catalogs. Yeah, so I got it for like I think five bucks or something like that. But you know, has a fair amount of little Atari games on it. You know, Circus Atari. <laughs> but we probably won't be able to get into the storyline much on some of these games. <laughs> um, and then we can talk about the ET game. <sighs> One of the worst games ever made. The Manos yep. of video games. And they buried them all. That's a, and, and just in case anyone thinks that's not that is confirmed true. They found they found the, the place where they were buried. And we're talking ET video game, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, oh, that was horrible. They, they actually found it. Oh no! Fell in a hole. Okay, I'm gonna fly out of the hole. Oh no! I fell back in the hole. Oh no! I'm fly out of the hole. Oh no! I fell back in the hole. I'm gonna fly out of the hole. Oh shit! I fell back in the hole. All right, you can stop. I gotta I'm, I'm we gotta run to the gotta run to the Lincoln Memorial. <laughs> we'll be right Go back ahead. after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. What an ass. He was grinning like an idiot the entire time. What's wrong with that guy? Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. The show. Attention, people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable. I can't take it anymore. There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop-ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great Scott. I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> We are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. And we are back. Join me, as always, of the city of Port St. Lucie for the Rogue DM Dungeon Master, the mother of cats, Michelle Lagan. Yes, I am here, and fish do use tools. Oh, my. I'm just, just saying. <laughs> Nothing. 
it's just it's just a it's just an interesting tidbit of information we picked up this week that fish can use tools. So, like a uh-huh. jigsaw. It means it means that goldfish are much more intelligent than a lot of people. Actually, not well, goldfish, but uh, Australian tusk fish. Well, goldfish are smarter than Trump cultists. That's <laughs> yes. easy. Right. When you have a fish that actually uses a tool to get what it wants, that's pretty damn intelligent for a fish. Oh, yeah. That's great. All right. I, so, I like, I like, I just like derailing Adam. I'm sorry, Adam. That's, I, it's, I mean, it's a fun little tidbit. I thought you'd be interested. I just, I just, I, you know, I left feel is all. <laughs> yes, it was. All right. Adam, talk. Yeah. What? Yeah. I am talking. Talk. Go, go, go. I am Miles. talking. What? All right. Miles. Miles Legat out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master. What? <laughs> <laughs> Knock it off. Hello. I'm awake. I'm sorry, I just try to think of something interesting to say sometimes, because sometimes just saying, yeah, I'm here, or hi, I'm here, kind of, you know. I, I dig I, it. I want people to think, All right. you know? Finally, Kenny Pick, Cleveland, oh, Ohio. Just, I just, uh, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I'm here, um, and uh, just a quick bit of news, uh, um, uh, what you call it, X-Force has been canceled. No surprise, but Gambit and Doctor Doom are officially dead too. With the uh, merger, the Fox, uh, uh, the absorption of Fox into Disney Marvel. Oh, so, that's a shame. Uh, where, where I'm surprised they, they shit canned X Force. I love Gambit. He's one of my favorites. I, I'm that not Gambit so... movie was. They, they've been talking about making a Gambit movie for 10 years, so, um, you I just know, don't think it, it Gambit's a compelling happen. enough character to hold a, a movie. No, but the whole Thieves Guild thing would be perfect. Done right, they could have pulled it off, but yes. uh, the track record of people doing X-Men movies is, is you know... Yeah. Eh, you know, it's rough. You know, I mean, I, I do like a lot of the X-Men films, but there have been some real missteps, and uh, you know, uh, and, and of course, and then they don't care about adhering to any kind of continuity whatsoever, which is uh, irritating to me. But yeah, so the X Force, uh, yeah, Rob Liefeld, the creator of Deadpool and Cable and X Force itself, uh, tweeted out, "Pour one out for old X Force, victim of the merger, eight hundred million grosser, easy." And um, so. So yeah, and let's see if we'll ever see if they're ever going to release Dark Phoenix too. I'm still I'm still thinking that they're never going to release that movie. I've seen the posters for it. Yeah, the theaters, well, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, definitely, because New Mutants was supposed to come out a year ago, wasn't it? Too so, but um, anyway, um. Yeah, so Captain Marvel, that's where we are, right? Yes. I'm just trying to find this news about, uh, like I said, I'm not surprised that they're canceling those movies, but... 
Maybe maybe they should do an Alpha Flight movie. I'm on board with that. Especially from, since Cap- damn cool. from your words Captain Marvel's, to God's ears. Yeah. Captain Marvel has been a, has been uh in uh Alpha Flight um in oh. recent years they kind of changed up Alpha Flight and made them a space uh, um like a um almost kind of like sword, you know, the spacefaring version of shield that okay. you know watches out for threats on earth. And that's another thing too is they might kind of take some of those elements and uh, people are speculating that after the um the Avengers 4 comes out Nick Fury might be uh the head of Sword so they might introduce Sword instead of Shield um because Shield's pretty much dead for all intents and purposes in the mo- movies at least yeah You have the trailer, Adam? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. I just need to... Uh... What were you going to say, Michelle? I just... Apple Flight is just one of the, the few comics I actually started at the beginning, and I, um, I, 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 I absolutely loved it. I love the whole, you know... I love the characters. I love how they interacted. I like the little, you know, cut-ins from different, you know, uh, other different titles and stuff like that. You know, I love their connection to Wolverine. You know, it it was it was enjoyable, and it, you know they were a Canadian superhero group, which yeah. is pretty what's, damn cool. What's that all about, eh? Yeah, oh, oh, they kicked ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, they, I, a great balance, great balance of characters on that team. Yeah, North Star, Aurora. Um, I love Snowbird. You know, uh, you know Sasquatch. Um, Puck was amazing. The I personalities the, were amazing. The design, yeah, and the design of Vindicator slash Guard Guardian. Yes. Uh, and Vindicator is the coolest name for a superhero, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So. You know, I love when they come up against Diamond Lil, and you know, all all those baddies and stuff. It was. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was when it. John Byrne was awesome. Yes. All right, are we ready? Yeah. Fantastic Four run. Yeah, go ahead. Yep. Okay, let's do this. Grunt is a good look for you. Did you have a rough day, Agent Fury? I'm gonna need clarification on this space invasion. Scrolls are infiltrating your planet. They're shapeshifters. Okay, prove you're not a scroll. It's a photon blast. And? A scroll cannot do that. I'm just supposed to take your word for that. We are Kree. Strong. United. You have to let go of the past. I don't remember my past. Control it. I have this power. But I don't know where it came from. I've never seen anything like her. You think you can find others? She's just the beginning. You've come a long way. But you're not as strong as you think.
What is this? The S.H.I.E.L.D. logo. Does announcing your identity on clothing help with the covert part of your job? Said the space soldier who was wearing a rubber suit. Get tickets now. I will say it's nice to see Nick Fury out front and center for a change. It looks like, you know, it looks like this movie is starring Samuel Jackson. And well, Brie yeah. Larson, of course. But well, they're saying a lot of the inspiration from for this movie came from movies like uh, you know, Terminator, Lethal Weapon, Die Hard. So there's going to be, you know, Brie Larson and Samuel L. Jackson are going to be great co-leads, you know. Yeah. And he looks just like he did in that Die Hard sequel, too. <laughs> it's pretty much like the same haircut. So they were just like, all right, yeah, well, make him look like that. So I say he's probably got to be one of the easiest actors to make look younger because he he still looks great for his age, you know? Yeah, I mean, he hasn't aged. You, you would not just believe mostly Samuel hair. Jackson is almost 70. You know, he's... Mm-hmm. And and he they can age makeup him real well too when they have to make him look older and frazzled like that uh, uh, that new glass uh, movie. Mm-hmm. I mean they do he just takes makeup really really well and he's yeah he's such a dynamic actor you know it's so so we got some power display some more power displays obviously the photon <laughs> blast nice yes. to get a name for that too mm-hmm. uh, that and of course photon. Um, was the name that Monica Rambeau took, uh, who was, um, she was the African-American Captain Marvel in the eighties with the, uh, this like silver and black costume, which I love that costume so much. That was, that's one of my favorite eras of Marvel comics. Um, was that the whitish one? Yeah. She, she had, uh, she had an afro. Yeah. 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 Or kind of a long, almost like really long thick curly hair and less less of an afro but she uh yeah she had uh is mostly white with i think black leggings white boots she kind of had these like glider wings yes uh in a black star on the on the center but she eventually when somebody else became captain marvel she became photon so you know because she had the photon energy bless yeah so, i have some of those comics yeah, and you know she was featured prominently in the TSR Marvel superheroes uh, role playing game from the eighties. Mm-hmm. So she was right on the front of the box, but yeah, and of course Monica Rambeau and her daughter—I can't remember what what her, or no, or maybe her mother has a different—I I don't know—but Monica Rambeau and her mother slash daughter—I don't remember if it's you know who is who is who. Um, in what era in this, uh, but they're, they're characters in this too. So they're really working on the, the Captain Marvel legacy in this, which is, is nice. And, um, and it, so, yeah. And there, there's, the, there's a lot more in this trailer. Um, they showed a little bit more of the, the fight scene with the, on the train with, uh, the old lady scroll. Yes. Yeah. And we, did, mm-hmm. and we did get our first view of an actual uh, of a scroll in scroll form. Oh yeah, taking oh well, actually taking uh, and shape shifting too. Yes. When there's the woman walking on the beach and the scroll looks over and then they they do the 
the uh, shape shifting, and that that effect looked pretty sweet. And definitely a more heavy um, reference to the Cree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty intense, and you know, so I'm I'm I think a lot of people have a question mark over their head about this movie is how how are they going to go forward? We've already had a little bit of stuff with the Cree, obviously from the Guardians movies, and and of course Lee Pace is back as uh, Ronan the Accuser, mm-hmm. um. And is this going to be the ultimate Kree Scroll War and Secret Invasion story? Um, because you know, Secret Invasion is a much more recent story, where basically a whole bunch of superheroes were replaced with Skrulls. It was like a, you know a grand takeover of Earth, you know, and um, they and it was really cool and creepy how they they actually. Brian, I think Brian Michael Bendis wrote that, and the the they did like these weird blood rituals for who they were. Like, they they would kidnap people and then do these blood rituals for who they were becoming and stuff, and uh, really creepy stuff. Made the scrolls a lot scarier than they had, had been in the past. Um, but I, I'm wondering, are they gonna like blow the whole you know uh, kit and caboodle with this one and have you know? make it so that this is the Kree Skrull War and Secret Invasion or they're going to save and maybe save the Skrulls, set, you know, have this be set up for something down the road, maybe because I think what they should do is Secret Invasion should be um, the big payoff for the, you know, the next go around, you know, yes. the next, um, you know, uh, the Thanos level uh, event because it's so much more of a unique story um, than just you know okay well half the people have been wiped out well where do you go from there for a threat well you know you you have something irreversible happen and you have uh, well look all these people you know maybe have that being the the something that trickles out in a bunch of different movies we start finding out different supporting characters have been scrolls and then just have a huge devastating one turn out to be like super scroll or something like that or, or one of the big big head evil scrolls well super scroll i'm sorry he super super scroll i don't think can change form unless they changed it for the movies because they think the only scrolls that have superpowers are the super scrolls and and once they absorb powers of of individuals uh they lose their shape-shifting ability i think um so so yeah Yeah. anyway yeah that'd be a great payoff though if but it it would have to be done in a way that they'd have to actually explain it to people and it it has it would have to be done well because that's a very complex uh um way to Mm -hmm. you know it's a complex storyline so yeah, well, you know, I, to to give people credit, I, I it, it's pretty amazing that people were able to, you know, f- and I guess the Infinity Stone thing is kind of a, a a basic concept of, you know, oh, the bad guy has to get all the parts of this to, you know, take over the world or you know destroy everybody or whatever. Um, so that is a pretty basic concept, but I think the. I think the invasion concept, if it's done right in Captain Marvel, 
and it's followed up, you know, in another prominent film, I think that people will see the Skrulls as a, a legitimate threat and and be like, oh, my God, who's going to, you know, because people, you know, follow have followed other stuff like that, you know, um, yeah. you know, I mean, a good example, I guess, on a smaller scale is, you know, there were movies like, you know, V and stuff like that. And uh, so so the the aliens taking human form, I think, is and again, Skrulls, you know, Skrull is a cool name for a villain, too. You know, that's like something that is, I think, is it, that Marvel has in spades is they have really cool names for things. And it's not like this man or that man or, you know, all they do have <laughs> Iron Man and Iron Man, Spider-Man and Ant-Man. They do have that. But, you know, uh, they, they, they just have a way of making something seem so much more like naturally iconic than than godlike iconic like DC. So. Um, but anyway, I'm kind of rambling here, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, I'm hoping with all the teasing they did that, you know, we, we will see a little bit of Adam Warlock somewhere. They've confirmed that the, uh, Guardians, uh, uh, Kevin Feige confirmed that the Guardians 3 movie is coming out and Adam Warlock is going to be part of that movie. Oh yes. Thank you. I, 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 and, I still say yeah. give it to Taika Waititi. Give give Guardians three to Taika. They probably will. I mean, that's a that's an easy that's a gimme. That's, yeah, that's the um, smart move to make. I mean, that's the the and and the... use gun yeah use gun script, you know, and it, I think that'll satiate the all the different actors uh, who are are sore about him being fired. Um, but uh, go ahead. I think we've driven miles to playing Minecraft or something. Uh-oh. <laughs> he, he's, he's owned I'm able to listen and, you know, I, I don't have much I can comment on. I mean, I... Yeah. No, it's all fine. It's all fine. Okay. Okay. Uh, there was also some other news that Feige confirmed. He said, uh, basically, you're not... You, it's pretty much safe to assume that what you're going to see in... Uh, the trailers for Avengers Endgame probably will not show you much more than what happens in the first 15 or 20 minutes of the movie. I can live with that. He, he, he told an interviewer the other day, he's like, they said, he said, well, a lot of people are speculating that what we're seeing in the trailer is what's going to be in the first 15 or 20 minutes of the movie. And he said, that's pretty safe to say. Um, so that's great. That, cause I don't want this movie spoiled. I was, Fortunate enough to not get too much spoiled going into Infinity uh, Infinity War, but there was a lot of stuff I already kind of knew what was going to happen. Um, but the way it went down, I have no idea how it's going how Endgame's going to go. Um, also, uh, the Spider Man uh, Far From Home trailer should be out on the fifteenth. Everybody, three days away. Okay. Cool. Well, I didn't know about that. That's news to me. Yeah, I've just been trolling around on CBR as we've been doing this. So I'm still thinking that we might we might get an end game trailer for Super Bowl for Super mm -hmm. Owl Sunday, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, we, we we'll be doing a Star Wars game that day, so we will not be watching any Super Bowl stuff. So. 
speaking of Super Bowl, uh, <laughs> that we got a te- we, we got a teaser, uh, <laughs> Super Bowl. Um, uh, speaking of of that, um, Migo has has teased uh, and uh, images of the next wave of Migo figures that are coming out. And they include a really cool looking Joe Namath figure and a really cool looking Muhammad Ali figure. Oh, nifty. So, uh, the Namath, and of course, Joe Namath was in what, like Super Bowl five or something? <laughs> uh, or something. I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was, some, it was an early number, right? How many Super Bowls have there been? Uh, uh a lot. Yeah. This is 50. Yeah. Three? Two? No, no. So, um, Okay, but anyway, I'm, be- the- I'm Benny Cat will tell us. She'll she'll know because I'm no good with sports trivia. Yeah, well, na- the the Namath figure and the Muhammad Ali figures they look great. They the the pictures I've seen they are mu- even better likenesses than the figures Migo made in the '70s of those guys. So, and oh, what's exciting cool. too is the Muhammad Ali one is in an eight inch scale figure, which. And so is the Namath one because they never did those guys in the eight inch scale. They did them in, um, I think, uh, ten or twelve inch. I'm not sure. So, so I'm excited about that. Even though I don't like sports, I always thought Joe Namath was cool when I was a kid. And Muhammad Ali, shit. Now I can reenact the cover of Superman boxing Muhammad Ali um, from that DC that oversized DC comic from the seventies. <laughs> In case anybody didn't know about that, yes, Muhammad Ali and Superman fought in the comic books in the 70s. I believe it. Who won? Uh, oh, Muhammad Ali had to win, of course. Um, you know, uh, and uh, you know, Superman wasn't going to take that title from him. And yes. it, it was, I believe it was drawn by Neil Adams, too. At least yeah. the cover. Yeah, Kat said it was Super Bowl three. <clears throat> okay, yeah, so there you go. And I guess the figure is to commemorate the 50th anniversary of that Super Bowl or something. Yeah, I'm um, guessing I, I, it's probably like 53 or 52 now for Super Bowls. So. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, I guess it's break time, huh? Yep. Indeed. So let me whip up that. But no, like I said, I we'll see what happens, but. I mean, they're not going to release another trailer for Captain Marvel. That was the last one. And I don't think Disney is... I don't think Disney is going to not have anything. So I'm thinking either Episode Nine or Avengers Endgame. Yeah. It's probably a bit early for Star Wars. But at the same time, like I said, I'm curious. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. Almost. Uh, but, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I, looking I, forward to it. I like the interplay between her and, and um, you know, Samuel L. Jackson. I think it's going to be really cool. Oh, I, yeah. I'm I'm convinced it's going to be a good movie. They're not going to. Gonna... Yeah, because Ant-Man and the Wasp should have been the Wasp and Ant-Man. I'm sorry. I, I, yes. But... I do agree with that. I do agree with yeah. that. Because the wasp got all the great action scenes, and, yes. and rightfully so. Don't I'm not I'm not complaining. I'm really not complaining. 
No, because she knows the suit better than he did. Period. You know, I'm just saying I'm not complaining about that. Plus, plus she has really cool wings and, you know, you know, little little, little shooty shooty weapons. Which he doesn't have. And she kicked some serious ass. Hell yes. And the villain in that was pretty cool, too, because she she was a sympathetic villain. I I really liked her. Yeah. <clears throat> Although I kind of knew Bill Foster was going to go that route, I was not surprised. I was like, they're not just introducing him for nothing. Yes. You know, Mr. Kenny Pick, key of the foresight. I, I, you know, I kind of got that like in Wonder Woman too. You know, I was like, that guy's evil. Mm, yes. <laughs> I al- well. I always know, and it's like I actually I did that when I was. The movie I, I can give a brief review on when we come back from break. I was like, that person's always evil in every movie they're in. They're going to be evil. And they were evil. Yes, like when you see a movie usually with Bill Nye in it, you know he's going to be a bad yeah. guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, now, hold on. Yeah. Bill Nye was Slarty Bart Fast in, in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which is not an evil character. No, wow. but most of the t- most of the time you see him and you go, okay, he's gonna screw somebody over. Yeah. Well, that uh, yeah. It's like uh, what's that actor from Rogue One? Uh, that, that's in everything now. Um, you got to be a bit more specific than that. There's a lot of actors in Rogue no, One. No, no, <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm finding his name right now. He's the Australian actor, Ben Mendelsohn. Um, when you see Ben Mendelsohn in a movie. He's always going to be a bad guy. Well, I've never seen him cast as anything other than a bad guy. Nah, but you got, well, yeah, Ben Mendelsohn is going to be Talos and Captain Marvel. Yeah, he might be kind of sympathetic, though. We might get a little bit of a sympathetic. And, you know, I'm kind of sad, though, that he is Talos because he expressed interest in playing Dr. Doom. And I would have loved to see him as Dr. Doom. Maybe he could still do it if he never takes off the mask. Yeah? Yeah. You know, kind of do the... Or, hell, he could just do the voice of Doctor Doom, and they could do it like Star Wars and, you know, like uh, uh, Vader. And get some real buff, crazy-looking dude in the, like, you know, like they did with Darth Vader. All right, we got to get going so you can review your film because you're not going to tell us what what you watched. So we were ju- we no. were just make we were just making up time for you, Adam. So it's ready. We'll be right Rock back it. after this for our final segment. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. Living proof that you don't have to be crazy to host this show, but it helps. <laughs> Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Okay, and I'm rolling for damage. Welcome to the labyrinth.
Hi, this is Adam Hebert of Mike Check Radio and Midnight Sun. Normally, we here at Indie Media Weekly would do these station IDs, but today, we have a special guest. You're listening to Indie Media Weekly, and I'm Lex Lang. That's IndieMediaWeekly.com, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Well, hello there. This is Kenny Pick. Thanks for listening to Indie Media Weekly. Be sure to check out my show, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. For those who dare. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are... From the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Hi, this is Kenny Pick, and be sure to listen to my music program, The Night Show, every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. The Night Show features a broad selection of eclectic music from my personal library, as well as your requests. So be sure to visit IndieMediaWeekly.com and find the tab for The Night Show. Join the chat and submit your requests every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern on The Night Show. Only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com for those who dare.
This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss. Heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and a helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it. It's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Who? The Jade Slayer, Master of Pain. You may know me as the Beast of Vengeance, uh, Maker of Widows. Eh. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And we are back for the final segment here on Mike Check Radio. Joining me as always out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master, Miles Lagan, also known as the Master of Pain. Uh-oh. Oh, I thought maybe I was on mute. <laughs> no, maybe he's still on mute. I don't know. Miles, Boop. push push the button, Frank. Who's on mute? Me? Yes. Oh, uh, you know. The Master of Sorry. Pain, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I was in a reverie. Sorry. You gotta hit that button, son. <laughs> oh, looky there. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta. Sorry, I was in the box. You gotta hit that button, son. <laughs> Push the button, Frank. Also joining us on the of Florida, the Rogue DM Dungeon Master, Mother of Cats, and Jade Slayer, Michelle Ligon. I have not slayed too many jades. However, um... If, if if little Jeff wants, I can give him some cook uh, some uh, cooking lessons. Oh, I would have gone ape shit if you'd said cookies. <laughs> oh, I love some cooking lessons, please. I'll be happy to take any tips you provide me. I can help you out with that. You're not gonna trick me and throw me in the oven like Kenny did, are you? Oh no no no. Little, little Jeffy yeah, Meat is... He put me in the microwave for three seconds just to see what had happened. No, but you might want to play with Loki. He he loves little critters. <laughs> oh, okay. That'd be fun. I think that'd be good. Yes. Warm up the wood yeah, chipper. Warm up um, the wood chipper. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, no. A wood chipper. <laughs> Uh, anyway, here? finally out of Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Kenny picked the Beast of Vengeance. There you go. And one last picture I'm going to throw in the chat room there. I finally unboxed my DC line of DC 14-inch uh, Mego figures and adjusted a shelf in Cabinet B and uh, put them out. They're really good-looking uh, figures. And, well, there is a, there's a vintage 12-inch Mego Hulk in the front um, just because he's the closest figure in size and the only... The only 12-inch figure I have from the, the 70s line. But, um, right. 
Yep. Before we get to your movie, there's something I would like to mention, Kenny, and that is uh, as Ooh. of uh, as of two days ago, Batman Beyond is uh, twenty years old. Wow. Say it ain't so, Joel. <laughs> Back in my day, we wanted anime. But no, uh, you know, I'm a huge I'm So a huge now fan. I'm officially as old as Bruce Wayne was in the first episode now. Yeah, he was in his fi- yeah. <laughs> I'm only 47. I think he was supposed to be about 65 or 70. No, well, at, in mod- in modern neo Gotham, yes, but he was in his like late 40s, early 50s, and that that prologue, you know, where he decides to retire being oh. Batman. Oh, okay, yeah, I got you. So yeah, I guess now I forgot about that. So yes, you're right. But, I'm hanging uh, up my cow, buddy. But yeah, I, I, you know, it was it, it, Wilfred Wilfredell as Terry McGinnis was amazing. Of course, Kevin Kevin Conroy as Bruce Wayne. So yeah, if you get a chance, watch it. It's amazing. If you haven't watched it yet, you need to. Don't make me come after you. Great series. All right. So what what yes. do we got from 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 you, Mister Kenny Pick? Oh, uh, you got the the picks flicks theme. Uh, Let me it's see. It's custom. Okay. There's so Why few jingles in our world. Jingles. Okay. Uh, I can't find it. I'm sorry. I'm bad. I'm naughty. All right. Kenny picks picks flicks. There we go. Um, <clears throat> if you haven't seen this horror movie, it is the best horror movie I've seen probably since The Witch. And I love it even more than The Witch. And it's actually done by the same production company who did The Witch. And it is called Hereditary with Tony oh. Cole. Have you seen it, Michelle? No, but I'm, it's on my list. Oh, my God. Bump it up on the list because it is fucked up. Oh, it is so good. It is so, so, so good. Um, And uh, it, it's... The acting in it is is superb. The writing is is off the charts. It's a it's a it's um it's a slow burn movie with an it, but not too slow of a burn. They give you a lot, and it's worth rewatching too because there's shit that happens in the beginning that you really don't think much of, and and you know so you kind of forgotten it by the end. So. Um, you got to see it. It's so good. Uh, and it has, uh, oh, what's that actor's name? Um, the husband, uh, in the movie, he was in, uh, Miller's Crossing, I think. Uh, what, what was, what's it? Gabriel Byrne, um, is in it too. And it's, it's great. Uh, the, it, it is, I, it just, I, I don't want to say anything about it. Obviously it, it has to do with, um, uh, no, I don't even want to say that much about it. it starts <laughs> off with the family that is is lost their the the grandmother, uh, the mother of Tony Collette, um, and it, it pretty much starts with the funeral, and um, strange cryptic things begin begin to happen, and uh, by the time you get to the end of the film, 
you're just like, what the hell just happened there? I mean, it's not hard to understand what happens, but when you rewatch it and really pay attention to all the little details, you're like, oh, oh, okay. And, uh, but as for supernatural horror, I'll just say that supernatural horror that again, doesn't really, it's kind of the opposite of the witch where they show you right in the beginning, the witch in the witch, right? Yes. But it's kind of the reverse with this movie where it builds and gets crazier and crazier and crazier until you have this epic payoff and the framing of the film is interesting and draws into question a lot of what's going on. Um, I don't want to say much about that. There's some, you'll see some of that in the trailer. If you watch the trailer, Um, but it is, it is creepy as fuck, man. And, and I, I there, Oh man, there's one scene at the end. Just, I was like, oh, no, what, oh, my, oh, fuck. <laughs> and it, when you watch the trailer, it's a good representation of the film, but it it doesn't quite go the direction you think it's going to go when you start watching. Because the, 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 the trailer gives a very distinct impression of the trajectory of the film, but there's an event in it that, you're like, again, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And and then and then that's when things start to get really nuts. So it's um, uh, yeah, it's full of surprises. It's it's full of a fair amount of gore, uh, and some really um, just frightening sequences. Just it's just nightmarish. Um, and, and it doesn't, it doesn't spoon feed you the story. It doesn't throw everything out there immediately. Like I said, it's kind of a slow burn, but it's not a slow burn that'll bore you, you know, and it's emotional too. Of course it has Tony Collette and she's, she's a master. Uh, she, she's one of the finest actors uh, alive today. Um, and, uh, so yeah, that's my review. And also, uh, keep keep your eyes peeled for a movie that Tony Collette is co-starring in um, with Jake Gyllenhaal called uh, Velvet. Uh, I think it's called Velvet Buzzsaw. Uh, another horror flick looks really good. It, it looks. I just saw the trailer, and it looks like um, it's about a guy who makes paintings that uh, are possessed. Oh, very cool. So, but what, what you were going to ask a question, Michelle? I don't remember if we ever talked about it or not, but did you ever see Mother? Yes, that movie fucked me up. Yes, it was it was it was pretty twisted. Yeah, uh, this isn't on the level of that because mm-hmm. Mother was kind of you know a very allegorical film. Yeah, it was like a recreation of the creation mythos. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but no, I, I I cannot recommend this movie enough. I think okay. if you're a fan of movies like The Exorcist or The Witch uh, or The Almond, stuff like that, oh, you've yes. got to see this movie. you got to see this movie. And uh, you watch it twice. 
or at least watch, you know, rewatch the beginning, you know, but I, I rewatched it, you know, twice and watch set rewatch several scenes a few times. Oh, I will. I will. Usually if it's, if it's got that high of a recommendation, I'll go ahead and buy it. Cause I can, I always like to have something in my digital library that's, you know, I can fall back on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually just talking about it makes me want to watch it again. <laughs> I love good creepy movies. Yeah, it's a uh, you know, uh, uh, it's so good. It's so good. I would actually put this in. Um, I probably would have put this in. You remember when we did our our fantasy shared universe movies? Yes. I probably would have thrown this in there with all those other movies like the, you know, Prometheus and uh, what's what's that Scarlett Johansson movie like uh, Miles uh, Under the Skin. Oh, uh, yeah. If you like Under the Skin, I think you'll love this, too, because it's got, you know, some the scenes on the same level, Miles, of, of Under the Skin, uh, disturbing wise. Yeah, that was that was an interesting movie. Miles is and I, I'm surprised, you know, it it we both enjoyed it. And sometimes our tastes don't kind of gel. And Under the Skin mm-hmm. really, really did well for both of us. Well, that's great. Yeah, it, it was just so, I think Susan enjoyed it, too. I think she was, I think the ending of that movie kind of upset her, though. So, yeah, I could see that. So, it was pretty brutal. So, there we go, Adam. There's my review. Very good. Thank you, Kenny. So... Oh, yes. Yes, Michelle. What I was thinking about, the Knights of Zendar. Zentar. You remember that game? I don't. No. Okay. That's, it was probably because it was released on PC and the Amiga way back in, like, 1995. So you guys probably mm-hmm. never... I mean, at least Adam. I was playing uh, computer games in 1995. Was it a, was it a Sierra game? It it no it was a Japanese import, mm. and it was either on the Amiga or was on the IBM Bridgeboard because I had a new Amiga with an IBM Bridgeboard in it, so I could play both types of games. And it was one of those games that was you know kind of mature theme. However, you could actually mail order from Japan the update to it. It was like one of the first overtly uh, hentai 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 perverted um, uh, yeah uh, uh, updates you could actually update it to an NR17 game and it was absolutely hilarious but it was in was... The, the shining in the darkness type the final fantasy type games that that's what it was, but this was had overtly sexual themes in it. It was absolutely, it was priceless. That's all I can say. You know, I I played uh, Leisure Suit Larry by Sierra Games. Oh, that was uh, bad. <laughs> um, 
So Susan is texting me. We, uh, I have earned, uh, I've officially gotten super old because when we had our party in October, our garage warming party, um, there were three people here I called by the wrong name. And Uh-oh. there were, there was our friend, uh, Chopper, who was over here, and I introduced him as Boomer, but he liked the nickname Boomer better than Chopper. <laughs> So people are calling him uh, uh, Boomer now. And then this uh, friend of Susan's who I never met showed up, and it was dark outside, and I thought she was our friend Pam, and she came walking up, and I was like, oh, my God, I I didn't think you were going to be able to make it. And as she got closer, and she's like, oh, who am I? I was like, you're not Pam. And... uh, (laughs) And, uh, and, and now Susan's texting me at this party and she's like, what was the name you accidentally called, uh, Sean, uh, Jessica's husband. And I'm trying to remember what the name was. So I don't, I don't recall. So, um, I'll just say, I don't know. I called him Zoltan. Uh, (laughs) I I kind of think I called him Eric, maybe Eric. That's a name I mix up with Sean. Sean and Eric, I mix up. Uh, there are several names, and this is something about me. You know, I, I know you like it when I peel back the onion, uh, Adam. But there are several names that I constantly fuck up. The two names, Jessica and Melissa, I interchange constantly. The names uh, Tom and Mike, I interchange like crazy. Um, because when Tom Schaefer was on the show, one time I called him Mike, uh, and it, it, because my two best friends, well, my best friend for when I was going to Christian school, his, his, uh, name was, uh, Tom and his brother's name was Mike. And, you know, so they were like interchangeable names for me for some reason. And, and then the names, uh, this is the most recent development of names that are interchangeable is, um, um. Oh God! Why can't I think? I have two co two Megan and uh Rachel, and I have no idea why. <laughs> Megan and Rachel, because I kept calling my one coworker Rachel. I'd say good morning, Rachel, and I'm like shit, Megan, and she's like, I sure hope you know Rachel's good looking. And I was like, I was like, and and I had to explain to her that this thing. It's like there are names that I just mix up. It, it's something my brain does, and I've done it for over forty, you know, thirty five years. And uh, you know, um, and now I think Sean and Eric, or I think I think I called Sean Eric. I think that's the name, probably because they're four letter names, and Melissa and Jessica because there's S's. But Megan and Rachel, I don't understand the connection there. Well, I, I always tell people I'm, I've got something called numeric dyslexia. Mm-hmm. I, cannot, I cannot memorize a formula. You know, if it, if it has more than, than six components in it that are numeric, I can't memorize it. And I will write it down wrong every single time. Really? Yeah. You know... It's it's bad. Hmm. Well, you know, like the Pythagorean theorem and stuff like that. I I can't do it. Quadratic formula. Yep. So so there 
Oh, but yeah, so there you go, Adam. Uh, we both peeled back our onions for you a little there. <laughs> there you go. Yes. All right. Well, it's already t- it's it's ten o'clock. We better auger this in. All right. Uh, parting shots. Uh, I'm gonna pick on Miles first. Ooh. Um. It's. I don't know. <laughs> Hang in there, everybody. I mean, you know, uh, I'm just I'm just looking forward to what when Mueller, you know, kicks it loose, and uh, I'd like to see the uh, that that Justice Department memo from 1973 get kicked to the curb. That'd be nice. That'd be real nice. I think the Southern District of New York is gonna have a hand in that. So anyway, just hang in there, everybody. Things will get better. Thank you. All right, Michelle, what do you got for us? Um, I just like people to remember, you know, uh, our planet has a lot of water on it, and we should we should try to explore our oceans before we start thinking again about going back out to Mars and then that sort of thing. We, we need to know more about what our local ecosystem is, what is happening there, because we are losing thousands of species. Uh, the world is changing, not for the better, because of what we're doing to it. And, you know, we, we can make things better. But, you know, and I know Neil deGrasse Tyson would be very mad at me for saying this. We need to look to our own planet before we start looking out to the stars again. That's it. Neil deGrasse Tyson, if you listen, Michelle does not speak for all of us. Hey, I like space exploration, but we need to know more about our own planet. We need to fix the things here before we F up somebody else's planet. Fair enough. All right. Uh, Who's next? Uh, Kenny. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Everybody just keep, uh, you know, positive vibes coming Kenny Pick Sr.'s way until he's out of the woods with his surgery and everything. Um <clears throat> I'm feeling very positive about that. Uh, not sure what's going on on Tuesday. We definitely are doing a show. Uh, be be prepared uh, for, you know, uh, depending on whatever dad might need, uh, I might be taking off a show here or there. Um, but we'll, we'll queue up uh, some kind of best of uh, goofiness for you. And, um, yeah, I really don't have much, much else... Uh, uh, for a parting shot, except, uh, you know, um, do what you like and uh, be good to everybody else and stuff. That's so, so, such sage advice I've just given you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I don't even know. Just be good to yourself and be good to others. And, um, and yeah, uh, and cherish uh, the ones around you and, uh, play with toys. Yes. Fair enough. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, my prank shot. Uh, Carmen San Diego drops on Netflix on Friday. I'm really excited about this. Uh, and in fact, I should have said this sooner. Uh, it's taken me 28 years, but I finally caught Carmen San Diego. She is on my desk next to Saber. They don't get along well. Uh-oh. I may have to separate them. But I finally caught Carmen San Diego. She is in my custody. 
but uh, no, it, it's, did she, is her is her lower half kind of transparenty? Yes, and that is deliberate. To, as I to had illustrate her elusiveness. Yes, I think that's the point. Yeah, um, it, it is deliberate. I know that because I looked up on GameStop, and there there's one version that's regular. You know, you know, with the iconic red trench coat, and then there's the mm-hmm. partially transparent one. Yes, but so you, you have... got the variant. Yes. Yeah, you you have Carmen San Diego, but where is Waldo? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Carmen yeah. Sense would dictate he's somewhere. See, I said Carmen Sense. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me, but yeah, I'm really excited about the. I'm really excited about this. It's it's looking really good. I saw the trailer. Um, and it's you know it's it's early early reviews are are pretty good you know so we'll see what happens. It does um, look nice. I think I think that you're going to see Netflix start to shift a lot towards animation original animation. I think that, you know, I think you're going to see them start moving away from live action stuff that costs an arm, a leg, and a testicle. And and start do you know, especially since. You know, otherwise they're just going to cede the playing field to Disney. What? Oh the heck? no! What no. the hell? So cat Sorry. swearing, cat yes. swearing has happened. Yes. Our old guy was uh, was um, chewing on Loki's neck, and he was not appreciated. So. <laughs> yeah. Brandy, Brandy's getting old. He's getting senile, and uh, he thinks he's. You know, king yeah. shit. Yeah, and he's well, not. I mean, that's <laughs> Miko's the same way, and Miko's not senile. Well, Brandy's over uh, almost almost nineteen years old, so. I mean, he about wow. Miko tried to attack me, and I just for putting my hand near him. I was resting yeah. against the couch, put my hand on on top next to me. He was, he was about ready to get the claws. I was like, "Go ahead, try." You probably deserve. You probably deserved it. Yeah, but, yeah. Brandy, Brandy thinks he's got the testicles that he lost back when he was an eight-week-old kitten, <laughs> and that's the problem. Oh, well, I mean, I that's you know, tech, but I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, in, in that regard, aren't him and Loki equals? Um, you didn't. Yeah. No, they're all they're all uh, they're all neutered. Yeah. Okay, that's what I figured. So. Well, to be fair, all those cats had nut allergies anyway, so they had yes. to um, But, you know, uh, sounds like Brand- Brandy, that's his name? Brandy Barris, but we call him Brandy uh, okay. for short. Yeah. yeah, so I'm sure Brandy uh, feels like he has testicles of the mind. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> and I apologize about that noise. You know, I, 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 I That was just so sudden. It's like, it. what the hell, Michigan, was that? <laughs> Yes. That, no, it's funny because I get that. I get that too. Because you know, it's like it'll, it'll, it's usually a power struggle between Tim or Doc. You know, whoever's feeling friskier and not sleepy, because they're like one year apart. So, it, but Doc's fatter, so Tim, Tim will, you know, usually get him in a submission hold first. Yeah. So, and they, and they make that noise. You know, slightly different. Sounds like Loki's got quite the voice on him, so... Oh, he does. 
Yeah, our guys are, you know, they 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 moan, you know, they they sound the trumpet of need from time to time. Uh but they're not too loud. Tim has been getting hilarious as he gets older. Like now he sleeps and stuff and and he does this thing where he goes like this big happy sigh while he's sleeping. Especially if he's sleeping by me, sleeping by my butt, hoping I fart on him. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but no, he does these very vocal things or like if I call him and, you know, I drop a piece of food or something and I call him to get it, you know, he'll come in and he'll go and he goes, right. like, yes, what can I do for you? <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, I'm sorry. It's, it's running. We're running late, but, uh, and that's yeah, fine. I love talking cats, talking cats. Cats that talk and talking about cats. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for us. We'll be back. I, I, and actually, next sat I have next Saturday off. Ho ho. I'm going to be feeling frisky next week. But, uh. Are we going to start on time? Look, that was not my fault. <laughs> no, I know. It's not my kick radio if we start on time. Oh, th- now that, now that oh, makes me feel inadequate. Oh, it's okay. I can't help it that I'm juggling, you know. <laughs> we understand, but it's it. You see, you know, it's it's what I, it is. When we get that fat contract, I can quit my day job and do this full time. Where where are we you with know, that so, contract, Kenny? Now, where are those source checks? You know. Well, yeah, I, I've been yeah. waiting. We have been, I've been hoarding. What? <laughs> You got the Soros checks hoard- and you didn't. Oh, I've dude. been hoarding them. I, and I thought I you were my best his, friend. He added me to his account. We have a joint account now. That's how <gasps> well paid by Soros I am. I mean, we've been at this for almost seven True. years. Seven years. And I I've been at it for ten. I haven't. I haven't gotten a nickel from Soros. Soros. Zero, che- zero eleven for turn up the night. Yes, I get it. We're the, we're the baby of the family. No, well, no, actually, we're the middle child of the family. <laughs> Southern Progressive Revival is the baby. Yes. They, they really hasn't learned how to talk yet because Wes <laughs> can't play audio clips. <laughs> and on that note, everyone have Listening, have a nice. Wes. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sure he's not listening. He's probably he's probably stoned out of his mind right now. We'll be right we'll be no, we'll be back next week. Bye. Time for go to bed. Right, it is late. Shall we retire? Goodbye, my friend. Goodbye to you all. I'll never forget you. Live in peace. Goodbye, all. Stay happy and good luck. On our way to great adventures. Get out of here! Worm. Push the button, Frank. I'll get you next time, Gadget. Next time. Visitors, thank you for your attendance.